So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Match Bailey alongside my critique of Padding Crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And the unquestionable nude himself, Ashton Menzies. Yo, what up, what up? And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And at the time of us recording, um, it is it is the night of the Grammys. And uh, I honestly don't care, right? The, <laughs> the, 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 you know, yeah, the question is who gonna get slapped tonight, right? But uh, mm-hmm. and the joke is, well, you know, Cardi you're gonna be uh, performing tonight. Um, <laughs> so to touch on that quickly, because we have more important stuff to to um, to talk about. Um, he is going up for for some Grammys, of course, because he's Kanye West, right? So he's going up for best rap album, which I hope he does win. Um, he's going up for best um, rap. Uh, collaboration, but I think it is. I forgot the the, the, the category. Does the track um, Jill, um, also um, mo- most likely album of the year, which I hope to God it doesn't win. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to say, as far as nomination goes, of course, we're talking about Donda, right? Which I've, which I covered last year, right? But uh, as, as Ricardo, I was uh, said off air, uh, <laughs> you know, also nominated for best rap album. To me, that's the that's the category that matters to me. Uh, we have talented creators, call me if you get lost, which I love. Right. That's my second favorite oh. album. Yeah, um, J Cole's the off season oh. great album. Even Brother. though it didn't make it to the top um, twenty or twenty-five, sorry, to the top twenty uh, of the, I should say top twenty-five. Sorry, because that just covered like different genres, right? Not just rap, right? So that's basically those 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 four that uh, that that are going up there, right? Oh yes, I forgot to mention. Sorry, sorry. Um, Nasus King Disease Two, which I absolutely right. love. That was, was great, in my yeah. top twenty-five of, good, of good last year's one. Good follow-up to part one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say a a a, a superior a big sequel, yes. yeah, big improvement yeah. over the big last one. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I don't know, like like for me, you know, that that is always the the category that matters though. But I am not rooted for 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 Donda, even though I I mean I I I appreciate Donda. I don't hate it, but I don't love right. it neither. Right? I'd be happy if Tyler wins. I'd, I'd be happy if um. If Cole wins, you know, we, right. I'd be happy for that. If Nas win, oh gosh, well that yeah. that that one could be a a a, a big a but big it, step Nas, up, yeah, Nas a, a big deal. You know? But Nas won for before. Nas won for something before, right? Recently, he won for the first King's disease. Really? Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Okay. I, that I, was, that's why we were all like, you know, okay, but okay. compared yeah. to his previous work back then, it's like, right. eh, you yeah, know, really come across like a kind of um. <laughs> They call it them, them with like time achievement kind of thing there. Like yeah, yeah. it's like it's cause easy. Like it's that bullshit though. Exactly. So right. that's what that's what I think if he wins um tonight, that that would be a big deal. Cause like yeah, okay. both your both King Disease won Grammys, right? Cause look at right. that. I don't think it'll happen, but you know, um right. I, I guess we'll see that a couple hours, right? Or at least we'll see the highlights, right? Yeah, all that being said. Punk for punk for me personally, probably off season's my favorite in the bunch. Like off season was just so excellent for me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 like, 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 like,
Oh yeah, I, I remember that. I'd, I'd very, very, very famously uh, Q-tip went up on, on Instagram and was cussing all the Grammys for not even being nominated. <laughs> I love that. That was, that was a great moment. That was like one of their best albums, you know. Yeah. Of course, I, I really from here, yeah. And as a final one, Jed, you know what I mean? So, oh gosh, man, give, give Gil credit now. You know, yeah, credit I don't think now. the Grammys are serious much like the Oscars. I just want to see who gets right. slapped. No, yeah, the, the, the Grammys have a bigger problem than the Oscars in that sense. Like, by far bigger. It much yeah, worse. man could get shoot. Much worse. Like, way worse in terms of, like, just not running it. Just what kind of music does get through and not get through. And it by far worse than the Oscars. At least the Oscars far still have some semblance of structure. The Grammys is like total nonsense. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And um, la- lastly on the Grammys, um, y'all, y'all, y'all notice that uh, I mentioned four nominees nominees for best rap album, right? Right. Well, what happened is that um, we boy Drake, right? Who who who's who certified lover boy <laughs> was there? You know, yeah, he dropped out last minute. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, glad too, because which is weird. Know, so why why didn't you just like pick something else? How did yo? Because he, he taking a stance, but he trying to be real cool and thing is Drake trying to be edgy and hip. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. He, that's impossible he, because he's Drake, right? So ex- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Canada, yeah. Yeah, the next bullet to the back, right? Boy, <laughs> God forbid this. Yeah. But yeah, boy, that that that's pretty weird though. But you know, you, you really could have picked one of the many great uh, rap albums from last year and yeah, put that to have five. Like, oh, Drake dropped out. Though nobody else made rap. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, nobody else did. Um, Con- Conway the Machine, no, right. West Side Gun. No, right. nobody, nobody, nobody. Right. Little Sims. Anyway, the list yeah. goes on and on, right? But yeah, la- lastly, though, then we will uh, actually we will use this as a tradition transition sorry for the first uh tv show we're going to talk about that will be bel-air um a, a, a week has passed boy since that infamous slap boy and right. uh, <laughs> it's how it's how will has been dealing with it though um, yeah not 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 healthy nah yeah, yeah like like not, even not yeah healthy. like like re, re, uh, resigning from the academy of, of right, motion right. pictures uh arts and sciences which is which is like it. yeah to me that is like the natural I'm source so, of what should be talking about this yeah, nobody. That's a natural course away that should happen. Like, okay, this is reasonable. That's a reasonable like solution to the problem. Like, yeah, you had to resign. You keep his Oscar, but you resign. It's fine. Like, you do yeah, that, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing you should be doing. Whatever. Right. Like, right, you're, right. You're, 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 you'll check to see what that means. What does that really mean? Resigning from the academies? Yeah, it just it just effectively means that you can't do anything involving us. So effectively, you cannot be nominated for Oscar anymore. That's basically what no, they mean. He can't vote on movies. He can't well, vote on screenings. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what what in terms of like just being part of the yeah, yeah, all, like, that all stuff, the perks all that, are that. that kind of stuff. All that but the thing is, if you're not part of that, means he can't be a producer anymore. He can't be a director. Like stuff like he just kind of cut himself out of that discourse. Yo, like, honestly, honestly, um, honestly, that whole Will Smith slap scenario, boy. Like, bro, is is not like Jada had cancer and it was you know. I would say it's, and, it's, and it's, it's not, yeah, and it's not Chris Rock's job to know she have alopecia or not. Is his job to go up there and tell the jokes? Regardless of your feel about the joke and if it's a bad thing, fake joke, all of, it, all of it became null and void because of the assault. Simple. Like, I, I, I'm not entertaining any kind of nonsense about, oh, but, but black women being dishonored or something like that. Like, dude. Yo, there's so people. many whack arguments. Um, exactly. It had so many so, shocking so, 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 bad things. Yeah, no, yeah, you're Yo, right. It had, it had a ton of you, Will Smith. Yeah, it had, it had a ton of bad takes involved. This whole thing, like, it's it's utterly shocking. And it basically a lot of it just simply boiled down to, well, you know, the jester, the jester insult the, the royalty too much. 
So he deserves punishment. That's how it boils down to me. It's like, are you serious? Like, enough. Whatever. Well, he resigned. He resigned. Time to move on is enough. I mean, this this is what had to happen. Sorry to say it. You know, Chris Rock say not pressing charges. That's it. It's over. Like, enough of the bullshit. Nah, I think he should have pressed charges. Well, yeah, well, that's Chris Rock. Well, well, he, he, he should have. He should have. But I he don't know, made the decision not to, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's his choice. Yeah, that was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. He, that he yeah. Well, as Jim Carrey said, Jim Carrey said, he'll press charges and sue him for 200 million the next day. I, 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 yeah. I don't really care about Jim Carrey's opinion. Like, seriously. <laughs> not care about Jim Carrey's opinion. No, no, no. Jim Carrey has some of the best takes in celebrityism. I, I really, I really couldn't care because he's another celebrity. Like, it's like whoever. I, I really don't care about this because it won. But I mean, he, he has None. good takes. He has good takes. Apparently, he has good takes. Great. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So, 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 using using that as a transition now into right. um into the first show, we're going to talk about um Bel Air. So, just just to to talk, just to see quickly, um, you know, as far as um. You know, Netflix and, and, and Sony more or less pausing the projects that they were going to, to work um, on with uh, with Will. Um, this show in particular here, um, I, I do hope that we get a second season of it, right? right? Right. So, yeah. So, so kicking things off, man. Let's let's talk about Bel Air, um, the first season, right? Um, Ricardo well, and I... Slaps. I just want to say that first and get that joke out there. Bel Air slaps. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. For, for a okay. split second, I told you, you said whacking up. Okay. I, I was just legit about to come no, and, and slap you. Yeah, that's that a joke. I get a joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um we we you know, Ricardo and I, along with Tracy um Hutchins, we we talked about the first three episodes when they dropped. Right. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed those first three episodes here. And um so if if, if you all don't mind, I'll just kinda just Give like a brief synopsis into what this show is about, and then you know we get to your opinions, and then I'll end off with mine, right? So what this show is about, right? As as he as the teaser you know stated, and as the short film done by you know uh, Morgan Cooper, who probably is just having the time of his life right now because this show exists, uh, is basically a dramatic version of the Fresh Pinter Bellier TV show that yeah. we've all grown up on and we all love, right? But in this case, is you know told in a in a modern context, a modern lens. Basically, um, it's less comedic as, as the TV show is, obviously, right? But it's more dramatic. Ever so often, you'll go into like gritty, you know, um, you'll go in a, in a gritty direction and whatnot, right? But it totally works in terms of the story being told, right? And what it is is just well, you know, Will Smith, right? You know, well, the the character of Will Smith, who is played by first time um, Jabari Banks, right? He is from West Philadelphia. Um, he basically is sent to live with his aunt and uncle in Bel Air because of this scuffle that takes place at the basketball court. You know, we like like the team song of the original, but in this case, it goes way more violent. Is that one little fight is actually what would have been a shootout, basically, right? And you know, it's it's funny enough that Will was the one who actually pulled the trigger, right? But that was just to chase you know the the attackers off, basically, right? That that's how it was, right? Um, so he leaves his uh, friend behind. I forgot his his friend's name right now. And basically, yeah, you know, he's he's in this new environment now. He meets his, uh, well, of course, he meets um, Vivian, meets, um, uh, well, he meets, you know, Carlton, Hillary, and Ashley, um, you know, Jeffrey, who is not the, the butler that we know from the TV right. series. No. <laughs> Jeffrey yeah. the fixer. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's just a fixer, right? Or quote-unquote yeah. quote, manager, house manager, right? House that, manager. That's what we call it, right? Straight yeah. up a fixer. <laughs> 
right and of course uh philip banks who basically is is going up for this um this basically to what is this not not so much mia um, um yeah no dear DA, right, right, District yeah, Attorney, yeah. right, of 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 the yeah, DA, right, um, right. Um, the character is Ice Tree. Sorry, the character Trick. Yeah, but Trick, that was the character. You forget. You forget. Oh, right, 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 uh, right, right. Trick. Yeah, yes, that, that's, yes, that's Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle's character. Right, um, Don Cheadle's character from from that Back one episode in in the, in the series, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, as you would expect, I mean, will you know, um, it, you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a rough adjustment, basically. From an environment where you know, mean he's being loved and appreciated by his peers and and the ones to okay, I'm I'm here and there's all these people driving these fancy cars and you know blowing money like it's nothing and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, he has this this um this uneasy relationship with um his cousin Carlton and you learn some things about Carlton. For one thing, right. he's an asshole. You know I mean, um, right. he's very pushy. You know, that you know it's it's how he plays that whole I'm a rich black kid, right? And right. and they touch on that very well in the show here. Right. right. What 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 do it? It is a little more mature than I expected them to. But yeah, but yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly right. And yeah, I mean, it's just will just just kind of learning, just kind of getting in touch with the lay of the land, so to speak, right? Uh, but while all this is going on now, um, while, while just just slight little hint into what I will talk about later on, while I thought that the the main conflict with Will was going to be, you know, him being bailed out, that actually is not the the big you know looming threat, basically. Uh, you learn later on it has to do with his absentee father, right? Right, and right. Everybody, well, I should say the adults are kind of keeping this um, hush hush. Um, Carlton tries to kind of, you know, figure out what's going on. Um, Ashley doesn't really know. I'll talk about Ashley in a bit. And Hillary, right. she has her own drama going on because, you know, she uh, is an influencer, right? Social media influencer. And she's more or less put in a position where it kind of goes against her morals and what, how she was brought up and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, really, in Will's. Um, in Will's um, position, basically, is him just trying to understand why everybody's trying to keep this whole thing about his dad, you know, hush hush, right? And I'll stop here, right? So, Ashton, what were your thoughts on this um, overall season here of of, of Belia? Yo, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was good. Um, you know what, boy? Unless you live the life and unless you live in certain people's shoes, you would never really know how someone reacts to a situation. So when you look at a show and you're seeing somebody react to a situation, yeah, and you might feel like, oh, that's that's real extra. Right. Like, you know, you're acting like a real asshole. I don't do this and that and it blah, is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? But you can't predict what it is for somebody to see a person who is not in their life for 13 years, think any person totally off the place, off the planet, basically. And mm-hmm. then seeing that and reacting because you're never going through that now. Right. Yeah. So, it is, it is, it is, you know, you're right about that. Like it is very difficult to write irrationality. In yeah. a it is very difficult to write that or, or stupidity or, or anything that is, you know, somebody make a bad decision for some reason. Yeah, because you haven't lived that, you haven't that lived experience. You understand? That, you haven't lived that experience. Right. It's very difficult to write it. And unless you have like actual history um, to reference from. It has been difficult to say, well, you know, this fictitious character wouldn't behave like that because that's not rational or something like that. Yeah, you're completely right about it. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, um, that was bothering me in the back of my head about um, not, not so much about, well, the dad's decision, um, but but Will's decision about the ending. Like it, it and then right. Jeffrey's, and every Jeffrey's decision. That's why I mentioned that. That's exactly why I mentioned yeah. it because of Will's 
yeah. in the last episode. In the, yeah, and then and then Jeffrey's decision was was really that was a big surprise. But even that was like, well, that makes some sense too, like emotionally. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's how they how they play this whole thing. It's it didn't it didn't land for me particularly well. But I I thought it's still I could no, understand why it, it stands the reason that there's something going on with Jeffrey. Maybe Jeffrey has a son who's in jail. Something right. Yeah, or maybe he has a son he has never seen and. and something. You know, the son never want to look him up. So, will he? Whatever the reason, they had to be a. They're gonna be a reason in season two for the betrayal right. of confidence. Yeah, where, where, where yeah, I thought where they leave the ending was was a great, great space. Like him, you know, connecting with Jazz and saying, "All right, well, he's gonna not." I don't think he'll go back to LA because the mother is also part of the nonsense. Let's be fair yeah. about that. But where they where they leave it is like, all right, well, is her, him with Jazz? He could probably be working with Jazz, and especially. Jazz in the context of Hillary this time, they change it up completely. Like, mm-hmm. they, they wait, jazz, wait, wait, which I was all for because this, you know, jazz we were kind of joking. Smooth in this, though. Oh, no, like, right? good yeah, this, this, this is jazz is like chocolate, <laughs> chocolate smooth. Yeah, that is like, well, word dog. Yeah, um, anyway, yeah, you go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, I'm Ashton. Finish right, it. yeah. So, um, you know, when you watch Bel Air. As a, as a person, I think you need to watch it with a very open mind. Forget about the Fresh Prince part of it. The lifestyle I'll, part I'll talk it. about that, um, forgetting yeah. it or not, right? But yeah. Right? The lifestyle part of it, right, is it, crazy to think about because what these people are talking about, where these people are living, is fantastical. And what I'm saying is, don't put yourself in a situation where they're making decisions because they're making decisions based off a their character's lifestyle, right? So you really have to watch this show with a kind of open, a nice open mind. And because I did that, I was very happy with the show. I was very happy with the acting. Uh, Somebody casting choices I find was weird or somebody asks that they give the characters I find was weird. I'll tell you one and people might tell me X, Y, Z about this or in my comment whatever but whatever lisa's body type does not match what her character is supposed to be treating <laughs> wow this oh, 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 okay right. bro <laughs> wow this listen the only problem eh is that oh, I, 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 are you i don't think she's <laughs> no i tell you i don't think true. she's a, i think no you think she makes some sense because she's a swimmer right but she, the problem is that you compare it. She, she to me in my head, I still compare it. She compared she to the along now. The dialogue, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, easy to do that. Though, that's yeah. the problem. The along is a top tier bad either. So, like, oh yeah, that, that's the next thing. Yeah, she's a goodie. Like, I can understand why she, like, why it would be for her because she she's look good. Like she look real good. But I understand no. why you would say something like that. I kind of get it. Mm. You know, no, and, yeah. and plus her character is supposed to be a triathlete. She's training for a triathlon. Right, right. Well, when they you change up, what she doing? Because I can't remember what the original was doing. And that's, what, that's why I can't figure I can't figure that how they can have... Well, I mean, the girl's a good actress. Nothing wrong with her. Right. But why make that part of her story arc? That's unnecessary. That I don't whole thing. And you have all the creative freedom in the world. You could have write that out. You True. understand? Could have be like, yo, this girl right here, she's the president of the school for reasons unknown. Everybody love her. And just done it right there, you know what I mean? But right. it was it was interesting. Some of the choices they made, yo, Carlton, yo, right. yo, I don't know how it is. I can hate Carlton. For how many episodes this was again? Eight or uh, nine or ten? Ten, 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 ten. 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 
I don't know how I can hate this man for nine episodes and then love him in one episode. What's that? Swang. I know I got so angry. I was like, I can't believe this man is the man that I go like the most in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, also, the dad, big reveal. You know, I find it sick. I always like to see that brother on screen whenever he on screen. I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow one of y'all to say more about that, right? I will just okay. wet, wet the air hole with the information. You understand? Right, right. Sure, sure. And, and we, we will say who it is. Eh? Sorry. It's like, right. so I, 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 talk about. I do it have to be somebody. I just give you the responsibility of the spoilers now, so that nobody could ever say, oh, they're Ashton. Right. That, that Ashton yeah. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Well, look look know, what the, um, Ashton did. I knew they were going to get somebody special for, for, the, for the dad. Like, because last time it was a big actor. Like, Ben Vereen was huge, like, back mm-hmm. then. So, so yeah, when it was but, Vereen, was, that was such a big call back then now. So, like, yeah, they had to get somebody who but we also, know could be serious, also, but we don't expect. Played back, played back him and the moms. The moms had to have been a little bit older then. Right. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit. It's fine. It, it, I, I didn't, it didn't bother me too, too much, but yeah, that, I didn't think about it too much. Anyway, go ahead now. But yeah, so all in all, yeah, all in all, I, I would say the casting, the modernization of the show to match the times that we currently live in is good. So that is why you need to disassociate this Fresh Prince from the back in the days Fresh Prince, because that's exactly what that was. That's back in the days. Uh, we didn't have a lot of things exposing us to how life really is for some of these people. You know what I mean? And this show goes to show that. This is like, it's the same Fresh Prince, you know, but this is yeah. the Fresh Prince without all the fluff and flowers and candy canes and niceness. This is because if you remember, Fresh Prince of Bel Air also did major uh, storylines, you know, like guns, right. uh, I think drugs at some point. Yeah, well, the same, um, they, take, they take all the drama think, from that old yeah. show and put it in this. The only yeah, thing yeah. was the gun thing. But <laughs> definitely <laughs> was worth my time, man. And I would recommend this show to anybody. I give it uh, also, you know, I rate after I talk, I give it 9.8. Crowns out of ten. All right. Okay. Glad you enjoyed it so yeah, much, man. I rate it like that because I give it point two off because I just find so many dialogue between the youths and the adults is a little off in my in my hearing. Right. Based off of the reaction that the adults give the youths and them. But oh, I, I, I know you talk about right with a particular yeah, song, so, but, so but I feel bro, like, but but, but it, I, I, what it sounds. What, what it sounds like to me, it's like it's adults writing for kids and yep. trying to think like, oh, this is how, you know, intellectual um, children song when they talk to the, to talk to adults. I'll talk about that with a certain someone, but it, it but yeah, it, it felt a little off to me, you know, but yeah, go ahead. But, but still, you know, um, and that's the only thing I give a point to offer. I mean, anybody can tell me that I rate it too high or whatnot, but I mean, as you can hear from what I'm saying, my mind was open. I was open to it. I didn't judge it. I wanted to watch it and see it for what it was. Right. In fact, this show was so good. If you didn't call it Bel Air, and if you didn't, and you changed everybody's name, and you just you, and borrowed the story elements, this could have been a totally different show by any other name, and everybody would enjoy it. In my agree, yeah. Right? And that's yeah. my thoughts on Bel Air. Bang bang. 
All right. So I'll say my thoughts for last. Um, Ricardo, thoughts on the overall season, man? Right. So, yeah, to, 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 to leverage off of that point, um, yeah, they clearly clearly a big part of it is the is the marketing of the name, the freshman tabelle. It could have been a different show. And it does it does play into that conceit of what you should be doing with a with a, a, a modern show, especially from a black audience or black-centered storytelling, right? Um, I didn't love this as much as other people and I, uh, for, for that kind of simple, simple reason. Um, the problem is that We've, I've seen other shows do this same kind of, let us call it, black soap opera, black Nollywoodism type storyline, um, you know, in American context, um, done better. Like, you know, Insecure. Insecure is a show that d- does this, does a lot of this. Power. Power. Okay, okay, power. All right. Power does a lot of this better. And, and to be fair, like, it's, the, I think it's more the scratching of the itch rather than the, the thing itself. So for this show to come later, and a lot of people won't have watched those shows otherwise. Um, yeah, okay, it, it does work in that conceit, right? Um, but for me, who just like, well, yeah, I, I don't see these ideas and, and these concepts and these topics done better in other shows. I wasn't like too hyped for this. Like this one just had me like, okay, well, it's fine. Okay, moving on. And because I, I was tied to the old show and, and tied to the franchise itself, that's the reason I, got, I gave this a chance. Because I probably wouldn't have watched this if it was before, if it didn't have the name behind it. Let's like, be clear about that, right? Um, but for what it is, it's it's quite good. Um, so the main reason I watch this is for the plot. Um, the plot being Coco Jones, right? It's probably by far one of the best. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, but it's by far, a, from a character standpoint, is by far the biggest biggest improvement character, right? Um, I really really enjoyed what they did. Um, mm-hmm. Second character, this this could probably be the most controversial character, uh, Ashley. The change for Ashley. Oh, oh uh, okay, okay. Very, very missed opportunity. Um, well, it is the opposite. I'll say the opposite is I, I find I didn't like what they did with Ashley, mostly because of a missed opportunity with her. So yeah, right. Let's, let, let's be clear. Let's be clear about what's going on here, right? It is incredibly difficult to write for for such a character, right? Because not only you have um, LGBT issues to go on with, but you have a character being effectively underage, and it's very. A lot of people don't seem to know how to write um, gay characters without sexualizing them, especially if they're very young. Like so, so immediately when you have the gay character, wherever it is, it's almost almost immediately the character have to be promiscuous. And you, you know, you know why I find this do that. I find this do that so they can make the character do more things without actually having to do anything sexual. Right. I, I, I find that's a little exploitive way of getting that shit across as well. Now making right. the character so young, but I didn't want to talk about that because I know he was going to talk about it. Sorry, but sorry it, to cut you. It, yeah, right. The problem is the problem is how to write the character without doing it sexual. Because you could do that, and you have to know how to write it. But like a lot of I'll admit it, like a lot, like it's not younger people writing this script. It's clearly a lot of like ahead of the time older black writers, where it is supervising stuff. Like I'm not sure how was the average age in the writers' room, but I I would not be surprised if they not um they kind of on the younger end of things. So the way they, I feel I still feel they frame a lot of stuff from an older um Gen X kind of perspective. To be frank, right? Um, however, uh, but uh, I felt I felt what they could have done is it's it is. Instead of writing off the character the way they did, like they just all they do is just had the story, they give her the heartbreak, and then dies it. And I felt they could have fed into the characterization of the character by playing into the conceit of um black homophobia. That that would have been an interesting thing. Why? Because Uncle Phil is going up for an election with a black um electorate. And they could have they could have paid, you know, put put it into that context. Like it just felt like, oh, they could have just done so much more with this and they just kind of wasted it. Um, for what I can see. However, it's a young character. They have a lot of space to go going forward. I want to see where they go with that. Um, third character, Carlton. I knew 
they were going to make this dude like incredibly obnoxious and unlikable. He, the original was obnoxious and unlikable. This one had to be like, well, all badass and serious business, taking drugs or whatever it is. Uh, but I really, really like what they did with him ultimately. Like, um, you know, he's a character who had to come full circle. He's basically the, the show's Zuko. <laughs> That's how I read the character. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I, I see what you did there. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm not surprised that they went with where they went. Um, Uncle Phil, uh, really like what they did with that. Um, great, great character, great conceit. My only problem with the character, I okay, so this is a, a, a you, you said body types was a problem for you. I cannot thought body types was a problem for me. This one, like to me, a big part of Uncle Phil. He looked like a kind of person who could have like fuck you up back in the days, but mm-hmm. no, he becomes he becomes a gentle giant kind of figure. Like to me, him being so much bigger than other people and being huge and being a big guy was a big part of his characterization. But like Agreed. this time, this time they have him as a normal dude and not looking at any, any different. He's just a guy, like alright, whatever. But he he does still have a sense of authority and grab that's what I like, and it make it work. Um, and Vivian and Vi, I really like their arts ultimately. Uh, they could have done more with 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 Viv. Because they did the thing with the, the painting thing, but again, the painting thing, again, much like with Ashley, they could have done a lot more of that and, and framed it a little more interestingly. It it starts off, it starts off like a kind of interesting where she kind of can handle, she's, she can, um, what do you call she? Can control herself and she the say one she mind. And like, all right, that's, that's not a bad idea, but they could have done something more interesting with that. Again, tying it to Uncle Phil's election um, and making it, I felt, I felt they could have tied stuff better to Uncle Phil's election since that's the central conceit of it, right? Um, who I mentioned, right? Well, Will himself. Uh, I was on the fence about Will's behavior and reaction about it. Because to me, he really comes across like, that's a kind of a, a spoiled bad kind of character. Like, dude, did they give you a second chance? You're the one who fucked up. But I get the concept is, well, he's a person is in, um, has emotional control problems, right? Which is shockingly close to reality, right? Sadly, right? <laughs> because of the Oscars, right? So, uh-huh. <laughs> like, they make that, they make that, like an interesting conceit for what it is. Like the, the, the main, uh, if you read it like that, that's perfectly fine. Um, oh, well, Jeffrey was just excellent, just enough excellent, not bad, I love it. And I like his, that mm. big decision at the end involving the father, involving Will's dad was really interesting. Like, okay, yes. great. Um, well, Will's dad itself, uh, I'm going to spoil it. Um, Please do. Right, Doctor Marlon Wales, holy shit. <laughs> they get I Wales. know, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so Marlon Wales is on average, this new asset of bullshit, right? And, and never, never impressive. But nice and clear, he has a lot of he has some really, really um, great things, right? Um, that movie with um, the Aronofsky. Um, um, Requiem for a Dream. For a dream. First movie that came to mind the moment he started talking. I was like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he used to do dramatic roles back yeah, in the yeah. days, though. It's a shame he never really get, get a bigger career um, from, from there. But um, that, that's the thing. It, it's there. Yeah. But to see him in this, I totally bought it. I totally bought him as a, as a, a you know, disheveled dad. They do roughly the same arc with, with, as Ben Wolverine, but they make it a little darker and a little more serious. Um, in the case of Ben Wolverine's character, he's just, just uh, you know, just on his own feet and kind of didn't care about his son. In this, they kind of justify why he's, he's a little. Um, but, and then they, they, put the context, they put the context on a little more the blame on other people, especially with Anne Vibe. That was like, actually kind of shocking how, how much your mother was involved in that. And I was like, wow, she actually was part of the bullshit too, Um, and then they make the arcs work for what it is. Uh, side characters were fine, as I said before. Jazz, smooth, smooth jazz. You know, you know. Uh, if, if you understand this portal, right? Smooth jazz. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, overall, uh, I didn't love love this mostly because I've seen it done in other shows, and they just kind of take it and, and pull from it, and didn't really do anything super interesting. I felt they could have. Uh, uh, they did what they did for what it is, and it's a solid script writing. And it's, it's still a full season, so I don't, I'm not really pulling it up on too too much of a, of a problem. 
Um, yeah, ratings for me eight out of ten. Solid. Uh, yeah, happy with 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 the, with the with the final product. So right. So so including my thoughts, right? Um, like like you, Ricardo. I I didn't love 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 this season here, but my God, I was torn. I was still impressed as hell by what we got here, by because yeah, I mean, given the, the the reception we all gave the teaser trailer, not so much the actual trailer, but the teaser itself, where you you know it with Will falling into the pool and all that kind of stuff. We all kind of laughing like, ah, like did anybody need this? And I was like, yeah, we really do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah this this show came and just impressed me from from start to end, man. Right. Um. What it really, what 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 really makes it shine though, and it, like for me, I, I especially saw it like um, after the first three episodes, right? Because remember they were just dropped on the same day. See, this kind of getting used to the world and you know the whole grittiness. Well, not so much grittiness actually. I'll talk about that in a bit, right? But the modernization of you know this beloved sitcom, right? You know, like during while I was watching this, right? Like let me just say, probably after that, probably after the third or fourth episode, I kind of stopped thinking about it, like. Oh yeah, this is meant to be like the old show. No, because it just really felt like it was its own thing, especially in those last five episodes, right? That's where I felt like the 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 um the season itself, the show itself, really started to 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 you know maintain a momentum, try to maintain a rhythm, basically, right? And um, like Ashton said, like literally, you could just um take all the the belly names, change the characters, and it wouldn't matter as far as the overall quality. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and yeah, that 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 is just I I, I thought that that's really like admirable, you know what I mean? Because yeah, <clears throat> a lot of people go into this and think, oh, it's gonna rely a lot on what we know about the Fresh Prince, but I think that it goes way beyond that, right? right? How I see it is that it takes the formula, the template of the show, the stuff that we know, the beats and whatnot, but uses it to explore these um these socioeconomic um, issues, you know, stuff involving, you know, African-American families, especially those who, you know, are, are well off compared to other people, right? I, I, I love how the show does that, right? You know, while, in other words, while, while the show, while the, the sitcom kind of presents this rich black family, this one shows the rich black family in these times and how, you know, how, how, it isn't easy to to just maintain that image, right? So that's why I love, you know, like the the tension between, um, in particular, I think it's episode eight with uh, with Vivian and her sister, right? Like, oh, you 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 got rich and moved to Belly, and you just forgot me, and I'm still here working this job and all that kind of stuff. Like, I love that that back and forth between the two and how that kind of escalated, right? Um, and I I love how. At the end of the day, despite the the, the grittiness, um, quote unquote, it's still a family drama, right? This it's still family issues that they all deal right. with, and similar to like you know a sitcom, a family sitcom, it 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 resolves itself, right? But not in a cheesy, you know, you hear the audience go oh, and then that's it. No, no, it it, it plays out very, you know, I don't want to say realistic, but very plausible in my opinion, right? I also love the the slight little callbacks to to, to, to older episodes of um, of Fresh Prince, right? Like like case in point, um, there's a blink in the missing moment where um, Viv. where the old Viv comes. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the old Viv. I yeah, get to yeah, the old yeah, Viv, right? Yeah. But but two in particular that I noticed, right? Uh, this is I think it's uh, when they went to the to to the church, right? Um, the church service, right? And Will was talking about uh, he he mentions boys to men. Right. Like, oh, okay, right. Like, right. like that Christmas episode that I, I admittedly watch every year, you know, for Christmas, right? <laughs> I see what you all did there, right? Also, a moment involving uh, Will and, and Carlton, right? And this is right after, um, uh, right after um, Jeffrey leaves, right? Where the doorbell rings is like, wait, you gonna get that? No. Where's Carlton? Right. Uh, where, where's Jeffrey, right? Which, of course, is a reference to the I quit, I quit, I yeah, quit yeah, moment, right? Yeah. Like, 
you know that, right? But yeah, the, the, the surprise for me came in the form of seeing the new, uh, well, I should say the, well, I should say the second half of the um, sitcom, right? The, the 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 new Viv basically as we call her right yeah she shows up that that Daphne Maxwell Reed it's like yeah. oh yeah you were in the you were in the reunion special too right 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 right, right. and they also had um the, the actress who plays uh who who played Will's mom in the series as well too Vernie yep. Watson Johnson I was like what okay I love that right and and of course they are there more or less to to to, to guide um to guide this show's uh, Vivian, right? That's all I'll say, right? But I, I love that that moment. That was a, that was a nice little, you know, callback moment, right? Um, as for the characters themselves, you know, we casting wise, I thought that it, it, it was perfect. Well, sorry, not perfect. I would say it was it was excellent. I should say I don't want to say perfect, right? Uh, from Jabari Banks, who at times looks and sounds like a young Will Smith, right? Like like just shockingly spot on at times, right? But even though he is, you know, primarily this kind of, you know, this this guy who just likes to have fun and whatnot, he has a lot he has to deal with, right? Especially in terms of, I love how they how they brought that up with uh, with his friend, you know, showing up for a weekend, like, oh yeah, just kind of turn your back on West Philly and you enjoying this life or whatnot, right? But there's like, you know, everybody kind of tell him like, look, you're in this world here, even Jazz and all too, who he meets on in the first episode, like, yo. You're in this new environment here. What you're gonna do? You're gonna try to better yourself, or you, you go. You want to go back to where you were before, right? And that's like a really strong team. I really, really yeah. dug that team, right? Um, Jeffrey, <laughs> great character as well too. Uh, although I wish that we saw a little bit more of him, just a little bit more of him though. Right. Uh, but uh, but I love how he was. He was framed this as as a fixer. It totally works. Yeah. Also, points for the I, I forget who it was, but. A, a, a person basically like they, they drop a couple of 007 jokes here or there so I was like okay Idris Elba 007 ha 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 I see what y'all did there right but yeah what did they do with him in the, in the um, last few episodes I thought that was great as well right and that just opens up you know that's a huge possibility of what we might get in next season right um, Carlton you know what I mean as much as a, a soul of a character he was I thought that casting wise he was great I love how he was kind of fake tough you know what I mean but it's just how again he was just playing along the lines of oh I'm this rich black kid so but I'm in a predominantly white environment, so how do I cope with that, right? Um, I know that the drug stuff will 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 be sort of a turn off for you know fans of the Alfonso Ribeiro version of of of, um, of Carlton, though. But it works um, well in this version here, and they actually explain what it is, uh, why and what it is, right? So like, well, although at times they they, they kind of say it was Xanax, but then they mention it was Coke, and then actually once he's like, well, yeah, it's Xanax and Coke, right? But you know, it 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 it, it totally works. So although I was kind of hoping for some kind of intervention moment, but we didn't really get that there. I thought like the family would have been up on it, the, like immediately as soon as they found out. But it's like, well, yeah, we don't want to see nothing, right? Um, Hillary Banks played by Coco Jones. Wow, I mean, along with. Just how fine she looks, though. I just love how they frame the character, right? How they more or less modernize the sort of superficial character that we saw with Karen Parsons in the in the um in yeah. the old show, right? But here, her being a social media manager, um, influencer, sorry, and being pressured, you know, what I mean to just continually make um you know content, right? Um, even to the point of having her be in this sort of like Big Brother esque house with uh, other social uh, other influencers. I thought that was good. I thought we got a little bit more of that, but they more kind of focus on her boss, um. Kylo, right? That that's his name, right? Um, a, a particularly interesting moment with with her having to go out of her way to 
person to get more views. I thought that was like a really, um, really clever moment. That that's all I'll say. Um, which leads to Jazz Boy, right? So the joke that we will be making prior on, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with the first three episodes, is that eventually, you know, Jazz will confront Hillary. Hillary would wouldn't care about him, and then eventually he'd be thrown out, right? So technically, Jazz does not get thrown out at all in this, right? I have a feeling that he will if the if the series continues right just just as a bit right just as a joke right but yeah boy jazz is smooth boy oh my god boy like and it's how he hit it off with with um with uh with hillary so quick though but yeah, i love how, how, it, how it's framed too in terms of look i run in this record shop nobody really buying anything every so often a rapper will come he want he want to get samples but hey yeah this fine chick come now and she's showing me how to use the gram right and look boom you know your relationship pops out of it right I thought we would have gotten a little bit more tension as far as the relationship goes, especially with her trying to, to you know, uh, retain her freedom from Kylo, that's all I'll say. But uh, he kind of wants to be there, just to be by uh, her side. And I don't believe him at all. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jazz was great to this too. And I love just that final moment with him and Will. And just, yep. yeah, just how it was um, juxtaposed with a similar image in the, in the first episode. That was great, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Banks, I do agree with you though. Um, you know, like I was expecting the, 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 the gentle giant. But here, yeah, you know, he just seems like this responsible, you know, man in his 40s who just want to do right by his family, right? But just a lot of like people, you know, just people just want to, you know, just want to shovel a lot of dirt on him. And he some dude that he's trying to clear as well too i love how they the um how that builds tension between him and um and jeffrey right yeah especially with jeffrey being the fixer who kind of has to do you know be like yeah yeah you tell me to do it i'll do it right you know and you'll pay him to do all that that kind of stuff right um as far as vivian goes i thought that you know um acting wise cassandra freeman was great here um the the the, the subplot involving her and the painting well who wanted to pursue a career in painting caught me by surprise i don't think this was ever in the original series at all but i love right, how so they, they, they had, they had a slight... dancing that's dancing, what it is. right yes. it was dancing right right now, now the first the, yeah the, the um the, the the first vivian was into dance right 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 yeah um I thought that they would have done a little bit more with the supposed, you know, third wheel character of um, Reed, who's played by Michael Ely. Like, I thought they were going to have, like, a kind of, like, you know, sexual tension there. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's, it's, it's how Philip kind of comes in between, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah but Michael, she's still my wife, though, you know? Yeah, Michael Ely does always be playing, you know, that guy, right? So, it's like... I, I know, right? <laughs> you watch how much Tyler Perry movie, you watch his motherfucker, so it's like that, though. So, it's like, all right, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but but I like how he kind of comes up like, look, I I just I just want I just want to see you shine as an artist, you know. Yeah, that That's was, all. I am not trying to get you in, in the middle of your marriage, but I, I, I felt it, like yeah. But but I know like I know the show not trying to be all scandalous with the content and whatnot. Right. But I felt like maybe we could have just got, got gotten a little bit more of that to have people like Black Twitter just going off like, oh my god, like was he trying to do right? But you know, yeah. for what it's worth, it was cool, right? It's a couple more characters, right? Um, Ashley, um. Do I understand the way how she is um, framed in this? You know what I mean? As you know, this, um, you know, just, just, what's the word? But I want to say, um, curious, you know, um, girl, you know what I mean? Um, 12 years old and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like how, you know, they, they do touch on, you know, LGBTQ issues basically through her, right? But I do admit, though, that at times it does feel like her, her, her dialogue sounds mature, a little bit too mature for her, right? And you could say, well, you know, she's an intellectual orchestra, but still, like, this well, one moment it, where it, it, she was yeah, talking to her mother, and, like, I right. felt like that one scene, I was like, uh, 
yeah, she twelve do? Yeah, how I read the scene is is her just like completely copying something she she see on YouTube or something. Like it's just not her talking points or opinion. Really. Right, right, right. It's that. That's why I, I kind of read. That. I thought, like the mom said, I thought that you were into to climate change. Like, why you all of a sudden you're into the LGBTQ stuff, right? Exactly. But yeah, exactly. just the way how she answers, this kind of sounds way too mature. But again, yeah, you're, you're right. It probably sounds like some article or some YouTube video that she watched or whatever, right? But I think, but for me though, if I just have one major gripe with this um, season here, is that we didn't get enough of it. It's not so much that they didn't really develop the. Her, her brief arc involving you know maybe that she likes this girl or not but this is this this dude who ended up being the tune wheel anyway who kind of like she right. you know, really like they could have gone a little bit deeper than that but i right. feel like what they could have done like compared to the the first season of the original show is just give her more moments right if right. you notice it was just basically you saw her and with with the with with ash sorry you saw ashley with hillary and um and, and vivian right but I didn't really see anything with her and Carlton, not that much. And especially right. Will. Like I like to me they, they felt kind of distant, except yeah, they, for when they, they, they were they were having yeah, breakfast they, they, they or dinner like, together. Sub, yeah, no, you're right. They completely substituted Hillary for Ashley in that case, right? Like her being closer to Will. Because there's almost no Ashley and Will. Like Exactly, like yeah, big, yeah. Fun, yeah. And if you remember that, for the true, first yeah. season, if you remember for the first season, you, you got two great moments out of it, right? Well, case in point, the, the Christmas episode where, the, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we actually start feeling Christmas. So Will kind of takes out on a day out to the mall to buy a bunch of, you know, um, to de- decorations, sorry, to decorate the house. That's a great episode, right? But you got some nice bonding moments between Ashley and Will there, right? Also, the, the, the famous, you know, back off, back off. Mind your business. I said, mind your business. Kind of got moments like that, right? Because essentially that first season, it was like, oh, I just want to be by myself and I just want to read books. And, you know, my friends aren't cool. And Will just kind of gets her out of her comfort zone and she meets people, right? That's why I felt they could have done a version of that here in this um, show here. But instead, it's just actually kind of just there. She will just kind of show up ever so often. But you know, you, you really saw more of Will's interactions with uh, with 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 Hillary and right. and Carter. But they, yeah, there was a missed opportunity with Ashton there, right? But hopefully, they, uh, with with Ashley, sorry, but I hope that they they, they fix it up in the um, the next season, right? Um, and that's a wrap up here now. Uh, Marlon Williams as Lou Boy, that yeah. that that caught me by surprise, right? So, admittedly, it was spoiled on Twitter that hey, you know, what I mean Will's dad shows up in the final episode, right? But in my mind, I just kind of wonder who this guy is going to be, right? And, and for, for a split second, I, for a hot minute, I should say, I thought it was going to be actually, that it actually was going to be Will Smith, like Me the actor himself. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. The way how, how, the, how the camera is, is positioned behind him now when he opens the door, right? But when I saw Marlon Williams, I was like, literally, holy shit, what? You know what I mean? So now I wonder if Sean's going to show up in, in some subsequent <laughs> season, then we will get like some kind Sean, of Sean Williams Brothers, you know, crossover or something. <laughs> You know, we just just outer kicks it. It'll be ninety sitcoms. That's a joke, right? That's a joke, right? But yeah, um, as far as a dramatic performance, I'm gonna say that Marlon Wayans was like the great, delivered the greatest performance ever, right? But yeah, his performance was was fantastic in my opinion, though. Like you do buy him into this deadbeat dad who try and really try, but then stop trying and then just do a whole bunch of shit that then try it again. You know, I mean, you, you do buy into it, right? And just that 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 tension between him and Wildo, or I should say Jabari, was was excellent in my opinion, dude. That was just yeah. so tense, right? Like you you could you could cut the tension with a knife basically, right? And it's a nice contrast to what we got in the original show, right? Which which was dramatic, yes, but it wasn't as, you know, 
you just 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 like rage and anger that you got boy and i thought like as far as like like acting wise like i know jabari isn't like some experienced actor but here i thought that he nailed that anger where especially like yeah, him Jira- 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 like, jabari now is better than what what will was then so true, yeah. true, true. Yeah, that's, I, why, I, that's, that's why I don't really like to fight on this expert nonsense argument. It's like, yeah, Will was kind of shit, shit in the first season. Anybody know like the big trick he used to use? You saw, you saw, remember everybody lines. I saw body was. That was yeah, 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 yeah. You literally do see him um, in the first episode in the, in the series premiere, actually, like, like, um, like lip uh, reading, you know? Yeah, you saw lip read, like, yeah, that kind of stuff. So it's like, well, I don't, yeah. I don't mean, mean, pulling pull nobody up on that nonsense, right? Right, right. But also where the show shines, I, w- I would say it also is in direction as well. Some some great choices of camera movement, some great cinematography, some nice locations. You know what I mean? It it just it, it just put um brilliantly, I should say. I don't want to say perfectly, but brilliantly embodies, you know, that that lifestyle, that environment of Bel Air, right? Compared to like what we saw in West Philly, right? And um, lastly, while I was hoping for more of the West Philly stuff. To, to to bleed its way through the rest of the of, of the season. Um unfortunately it does this. It just kind of stops at a particular point. I thought we were, we would have gotten a follow-up as to what happened, but no, it just kind of goes into oh my dad, right? And all that kind of stuff. But to be fair, the show did hint on the whole dad stuff from the first episode, right? So you know it's not like it just kind of automatically brings it up just so right. But yeah, uh, for what it's worth, even though it's not perfect, right? Um I do agree with you, Ricardo, you know, it does be it does it does explore territory that we've seen before in, in other you know black you know based um you know tv shows right over the over the past few years or whatnot right um as far as uh just uh, uh updating of this formula i think it absolutely works in terms of using the formula to explore contemporary issues i thought it worked as well too and not really treating the the the, the characters themselves as archetypes right but just using what we know about them and just fleshing them out even further right and then just kind of contextualizing them a bit as well too i thought that that absolutely worked here and um i would say right off the bat i am excited for a second season this deserves a second season and that's not because it stops you know at, at a cliffhanger so to speak like literally at a cliffhanger right right but still um i do hope that you know a, a second season comes out of it though okay yeah i thought that for a full season yeah this this was quite impressive man so written wise uh decent four to five man i i thoroughly enjoyed this though um despite the little flaws here there um i i thought it works and it was so good that you know oftentimes i forgot that yes this is meant to be a, a re um uh you know a, a new version of of this or of the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? That that's how great of the show it is, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, I do encourage that people do check it out. But like I said before, um, you know, if it's not your thing, if you just saw a trailer and you just don't like it, you think you just don't like this direction, then I guess it's not gonna be for you. But I still say give it a chance because believe me, you'll be surprised by this. And yeah, you will walk out of this pretty much enjoying this man. So season two better happen despite the shit that will do. And uh, you know, despite that, you know, uh I, I, I would say just in general that that will should just focus on working on smaller projects like this and forget the Netflix stuff. Cool, cooler off for now. Just focus on telling <laughs> the story here, please, and that that having to cancel uh, because hardly anybody was watching. Please, more people need to check this shit out. Just saying, but yeah, yeah uh, real, real talk. Talk. Do you think, you think the slap could um the slap could affect the show going into the second season? I'm not sure, but maybe it's possible. We'll see, but I, I don't think so. To be honest, yeah, but yeah, it could, but it could. But it that could. would be the real crime committed in this whole situation. To Hello? be honest. 
Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. But um, yeah, there's a lot of good in this show here, guys. And believe me, it outweighs the bad. So yeah, um, can't recommend the show enough, man. Check out season one of Bel Air, man. All right, so sticking with TV again, uh, let's finally talk about the series premiere of Moon Knight, right? So um, before we begin, just just let you know, I I going into this, I knew little to nothing about the character of Moon Knight. Um, I know our you know colleague Summer is a huge fan of of the Moon Knight character, so yeah, I know that she was stoked that oh we you know we're gonna get this this series. Well, not only will he be part of the MCU, but he's also gonna have his own spin-off, ser- well his own standalone series, basically, right? Um, and even better to um, Oscar Isaac, right, is is, is playing the, the lead, right? So um, even though we didn't get the first two episodes, uh, or I should say, I know it have uh, critics who who either saw the full series or saw like the first three or four episodes already. Yeah, you know, be like everybody else, you kind of have to watch things, watch episodes, play out one by one, right? Uh, but you know, before we drop into our thoughts, um, Ashen. You being, Yo. you know, a, a a comic book fan and whatnot, I probably knowing way more about the Moon Knight character than than Rakan and I do. Uh, you mind just just share uh fill us in on what this the series premiere was about in a nutshell? All right, cool. So the series premiere was basically <clears throat> following uh, 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 is it Oscar Isaac or Isaac Oscar? Uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yo, I always mix that shit up. But yeah, no, but, so no, but I mean, Oscar's a surname, bro. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, this is what I mean, but I'm just saying, but I mean, he had two first names as a as a name, so yeah. right. Well, well, just 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 a little detour here. I at, at a point in time, I swear to God, I used to confuse him with Jason Isaacs, you know? like the names used to sound familiar, but then when you see them together, it's like, oh, wait, there's no way Oscar and Jason are the same people, right? No. But he, swear when I get Jason X Machina, is he? X Machina. Yeah, yeah. X Machina. X Machina, yeah. right? Yeah. That was okay. the first show I saw Later. him in that. Yeah. Later on, yeah. And there's a TV show called um, with Zoe Duchanel, right? A girl from Apartment 13 or some shit. So it's her and like a whole bunch of people. And like the guy who acts on that, I think he looks like Oscar Isaac. And I mix the two of them up all the time. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. All yeah. Right. All right. So, right. So we start following the character, Steven. Right, but already, like the show starts, and you, you're already picking up on the weird vibes. You know, he wakes up, his foot is latched to the bed by a chain and um, one of those restraining straps that you use on people that have that they would have used on people back in the day in insane asylums. You know, those kind of straps, right? So that's on yeah. his bed, that's on his bed frame, but only one, which is weird. Then there's sand all around his bed, weird. Again, you know, just sand. Because remember, not a lot of people know about this character, right? So everything that you see is going to seem weird to you, right? Um, then it's just him carrying about his day, you know, making his little calls, going to work. Um, he works in a museum. He lives in England. So the show takes place in England as well, which is nice. You know, I like hearing British accents all the time. And um, it kind of... You kind of get the feeling that he's trying to keep track of his movements because maybe he has some sort of disorder where he um, gets up in his sleep and just, you know, wonders or whatnot. So you notice that the character himself, very um, squirrely and looks sleep deprived, right? Um, Yo, they did a good job. 
is what I could say. For like a first episode, and you're not trying to give away too much within the first episode, and you're really trying to build this character because you're building a relatively unknown character, and you're trying to make them, you know, you're trying to get people involved in these characters because if this Moon Knight character does well, it'll lend to other things happening now. Like maybe we'll get a bigger push on Blade and Ghost Rider and stuff as well. Follow the character going about his day to day, uh, day to day life. Uh, you get introduced to what would appear to be the main antagonist of the storyline. Um, no, I'm not too familiar with this character myself because while I do like Moon Knight and used to read Moon Knight comics, you know, growing up in the islands, it was hard to get comic books like regular. So you would not get a regular run of Moon Knight books, but what you get is like Moon Knight in different storylines and that's all you learn about the character so from the little i knew about moon knight i knew a couple things i knew the character was schizophrenic i knew one of his personalities was a mercenary and that's the one that he leans on the most that character is mark specter which is actually a really cool name mark specter and you're a mercenary know, right? you know yeah. having real vibes there you have everybody on the lock and key with that so it follows him and it follows him and follows him and follows him. And I'm not going to spoil anymore. But what I can say to you, listeners, is that this, this first episode is a building episode. So look for the build. You know, appreciate the slow build. I mean, it's not that slow, but appreciate the build. Because the build is going to lead to better. You can't watch one episode of anything. Or you can't watch... These are like movies to me. You can't watch 20% of a movie when it's building and judge, well, not 20% is too much. You can't watch something and just, on the first episode of a TV series and judge it based off of that. Because the build was going to say, I was going to say, you can't watch a scene out of a movie, like the opening scene of a movie, and think that you know everything. Yeah, yeah. judge the whole film because of that. Thanks, Matthew. That's a Matthew. You're 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 welcome. You're welcome. You're jumping with the assist. Yeah, that was Uh, fucking good. But yeah, so... um, the end of this episode was so good because it took me back to my comic book knowledge of Moon Knight himself. And there's a very famous quote in the comic books by um, a supervillain that talks about Moon Knight, right? And the villain's name is Taskmaster. And Taskmaster says... Yeah, Taskmaster says... uh, Somebody asked him, um, who would you never copy... If you were in a battle, he's like, yo, I would never copy Moon Knight. Person was taken back. He's like, why won't you copy Moon Knight? He's like, Moon Knight's fighting style is to get hit. And then he hits you harder when you hit him. So to take his fighting style, I'll have to run in and get hit by people that hit hard. He's like, I'm not doing that. That's, I've never copy Moon Knight's fighting style. And that's something to remember about this character. If they do it well, you're going to see him getting into situations where he's getting his ass kicked, quote-unquote, but he's really just going to hit you like a power blow and mash it on quick, quick. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, I suggest that everybody keep watching, see what it has in store, and it'll be a nice ride. I, I assure you it'll be a nice ride, and it could lead to bigger, better things in the Marvel Universe. Enjoy, enjoy. All right, all right, great, great review, man. Great review, there, man. Right? Um, I, I, I do. Uh, I will echo it as you said in terms of just you know it just being this establishing episode, right? We just kind of being 
um, we're just being exposed for the first time to this world, to this character, and all that kind of stuff, right? I think this is actually the first time, or I should say the first um, MCU show to do that, right? Because everything else prior to that, it, it relies on you knowing about these characters that you've seen before in some MCU feature film, right? But here's like, yo, we, 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 we're now throwing you, we're now showing you this guy. You've never seen him before. Uh, I don't think that there's any references at all to, to, to prior films at all the prior TV shows. So yeah, we're, we're in this new world here. Um, being introduced to this character for the first time, you do um, buy into how, you know, how his life is just so weird, and you know him him trying to to maintain some some sort of semblance of um of you know uh, how how to say um logic, right? Like like you know he just wants things to be normalcy, normalcy, right? He wants to maintain a level of normalcy, um, and you just see how how that all blows up, right? Um, just even the simple moments with him, you know, um, working at this uh, gift shop, basically in this museum, and um, how his um how his cool because his boss talks to him, right? Um, him trying to 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 you know um him going on this date and you know just about your shenanigans taking place right and of course well I, I just love how the show just puts you into his will into his eyes right so yeah when when he wakes up now and he's in a different place so he wakes up and he's in his bedroom you're like well what just happened right and then you know you're just seeing like either dead bodies and you know points for this show for incorporating blood but that it, like it's not like overly graphic eh? because i know like you know people like especially kevin feige talk about oh, the show's going to be so brutal and violent all that kind of stuff right but from what i saw there it's not netflix marvel studios level, uh, marvel comics level graphic right as far as violent goes right like it is violent yes i know it will get violent going forward right but in no way is it going to be like so shockingly graphic that they could try they could try to edit it like what i believe they're doing right now with um oh gosh with shows like um like the the like the same Netflix shows, for example, that that being brought into um, Disney Plus right now, right? But yeah, um, and yeah, I, I just love how the show just kind of goes in this unpredictable route, right? Like we're not sure what's going on, we're not sure what um, Ethan Hawke's vibe is. You know, we who well, he's the main villain here. You're not really sure what he's about entirely. You just kind of get a, a gist of his skill sets and what motivates him, but you're not really sure if he's, you know, <clears throat> if he's doing this. You know, if if he's righteous about what it is he's doing, or if he's just on some bullshit, right? We don't know, right? Um, I do like the 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 action. I should say the chase scene that 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 takes place in between. Um, it, it it's it's very over the top and silly, right? Even right well, down to too long mapping. Yeah, uh, I I agree, I agree, right? Although I do like the 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 set piece, I like the set piece of it, right? Um, also points for for them using this this George Michael and Wham song, you know, just for that one scene. I thought it worked. It it, it deliver on the 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 humor of it as well too, right? Okay, yeah, that's that's one thing that this show really does well. It kind of blends this like really like generally dark stuff like dark subject matter right because we talk about a guy with um did right this associative um identity disorder right and by the way props for if, if you stick around for the end credits props for the little disclaimer that they have at the end like if you want to learn more about mental illness or what that kind of stuff contact right. this number i thought that was a really 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 smart call right because yeah i mean in this day and age we don't want to make fun of stuff like that right like people right. go go through stuff like this, but not in, you know, this over-the-top way, but still, people right. deal with mental illness, right? Look at where we live in, right? That's, a re yeah. that's real shit, you know? Well, that was the main thing I, I was, I was kind of taking away from the whole thing. Um, You know, this, this personally, it doesn't really wow me. 
Um, and I, yeah, I don't know anything. Like, I don't know what to look for thematically because I don't know anything about the character per se. Like, never read oh. comics or get into it any, in any workable way. And in fact, right, most, right. Of, most of what I know about Moon Knight is, is through the memes and through fake stuff, right? Like stuff that oh, you can right. make up that's not actually true or from thing. Like, a, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff like with Dracula and thing, as far as I know, that's not actually, that was never actually printed. Um, anyway. Okay, um, okay. Well, but that's just, just wrap up here, right? So... Um, I do admit, right, and this is not just because you kind of hinted at it, right, but I do admit that um, I, I wish that we got to learn a little bit more of the Moon Knight character, right? It still kind of leaves it in the clouds, you know, we're still trying to piece together what's going on, right? Um, and uh, even though I, I do appreciate the reveal at the end, I still wish that we saw more of the character of Moon Knight, right? But that's just me. But it's a nice oh, we're going to cut to black at this moment here, and then we're going to show credits moment, right? And, and by the way, speaking of credits, um, even though it, it, it's something I have to get used to, um, I, I, I pretty much dug the um, the, the, the clothes and the, the title sequence. I thought it was really cool, man. Compared to like what we saw before um, with, with other MCU shows, right? And even the score itself, especially in that one um, closing title sequence, that was pretty cool. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of The Mummy. You mean very, okay, well, we talk, we, 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 uh, um, we're, we're hacking into like you know e uh, Egypt uh, Egyptian stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Sort of Lawrence of Arabia kind of stuff, but we're gonna make it really feel extra dark, now. similar to the music in the Mummy, right? It, it has that kind of vibe to it, you know, that kind of mysticism, but also something kind of terrifying and dark, right? So it works, right? But um, despite the fact that we we still don't see much of the character, and you know it just leaves it open for the other uh, episodes to to more or less flesh out. Uh, this this was a solid opener nonetheless though. I would say, yeah, it, it is different um compared to what we've seen before again because we've been introduced to the character for the first time, right? And though I wish that we saw more of the character and more and, and we ultimately you know kind of understand what's going on, right? Um still in terms of just kind of capturing this sort of crazy kooky, you know, mental vibe that, you know, the you know Oscar Isaac, who by the way crushes it in his performance, uh, is gonna be going through. Yeah, this 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 work, man. But in general, I would say just don't go in expecting all the questions to be answered. You know, it it, it you know the show it's 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 just basically the the opening sequence. That's all you'll see, right? But it goes a little bit deeper than that, right? But um don't do again, don't just don't expect this episode to answer all the questions. You just have to keep watching and then hopefully, you know, the show will build from there. And I hear we're supposed to be getting some really like 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 earth shattering stuff in this. No quote minute. And I hear we're supposed to get some really impactful stuff in this uh in this show here, man. So can't wait to see what we get next year, man. So Ricardo in closing, your thoughts on the the premiere. Yeah, as a premiere, it didn't really wow me. Um, again, mostly because I, I don't know, I don't know what to look 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 what to look for specifically with his character. So I was like, all right, what to look for thematically, or what to look for in some some cut cut scene or behind the scene or whatever it is. Don't know what to look for. But for what it is, it's like, all right, it's not bad. Um, for what it is, and what well, you mentioned mental health, but I the one thing I got it from it is that they, they're trying to play with the whole mental health is not a superpower conceit. Like a lot of people, that is one of the, the very unfortunate stereotypes in our society. Like a lot of us, like, Can you watch? well, <laughs> true, yeah. Right, 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 well, I, I didn't think his, his bipolarism is a superpower, right? Right, a lot it, of people, or, yeah, or, yeah. According to his MAGA era, right? Just see. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, or, or the fact that you know you're getting to like more um, insidious aspects of like, well, you know, genius and insanity is two sides of the same coin, or some bullshit like that, no? um, or, or even. Um, we call it um, neurodivergency, autism, that kind of stuff. 
All of right, that is right. tend to be tend to be your well, you know, the, the person could actually be secretly a savant, and that makes them as that nonsense. You now that, that is some, some really insidious business, and this plays with that uh, in some interesting ways you know, because he have a, a superpower um, in his own right, but it's not the mental health. It's it's on the side of that. Um, F. Murray Abraham is in this, and I didn't know that, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was surprised to, hear, to, to yeah, see his name though, and he's playing the voice of um Konshu, right? I think that's right. how he pronounces um, yeah, right? like, yeah, it would. Um, yeah, but, which, which I, by the way, um, this that dynamic dude, the or especially we how he delivers his voice is yeah. very venom esque, very venom. That was a very, very venom esque, still, you know, yeah, it's it's like really you venom. idiot, Trump, let me control you, you idiot, yeah, it's really venom, Tom Hardy stuff, right? Which is look, I, I. I think the Venom movies are kind of trash. Well, very trash. But it is one part of the Venom movies that kind of, kind of. True, right? true, true. Uh, so, so I didn't really have a problem with any of most of that for what it is. Um, yeah, they do whole stuff involving Ethan Hawke. I have no idea what, where they're going with or what they're doing with that. No clue. So great. I want to see where they're going with that. That opening sequence, nobody's talking about that part where he passes that goddamn glass and shoots. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we we should really look it up and see if that is part of some sort of um, because yeah, I mean he's a cult leader so to speak, right? But I I wonder if it has to do with some sort of religion, you know, I mean like um, I don't know, like self-flagellant or something for yeah, something, Friday, assume, something along that line. Like, yeah, I assume something similar. Um, yeah, so so that's why I was kind of going with that. Um, yeah, um. I want to see what they're, what they're going to do with it uh, as it is. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, um, again, I'm not too, too wowed by it so far. It, it's good, but I'm not, I'm not loving it to, to, to speak of. Um, but it, I, I dig in it for what it is and I'm on board. Uh, yeah, as I say, if if they could, like, just, you know, pacing it out and what, what to do with it, I, I, it could totally work. But yeah, as, uh, uh, well, Ashan was hinting at, you know, a possible thing with, with, with opening up the MCU. Um, yeah, this could be the, the hint of the MCU being taken uh, in our direction, right? That's, uh, a lot of people kind of mentioning that because it's the one itch that MCU cannot scratch, right? And Peacemaker, whoa, that was kind of troublesome for Marvel. I, I thought that was like a real kind of blow for them and a space they can't get into. So I want to see where they're going to go with as it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I didn't love it. But, you know, the costume looks solid. Um, nothing, else, nothing else to say with that one. Um, yeah, giving it a chance on board. All right, nice, nice, nice. All right, so this is the the next thing that's going to be very interesting about Moon Knight is the schizophrenia, right? Because remember, we just saw a first episode where the museum got trashed after hours by a demon dog-looking thing that was running him down, right? And he's going to be on camera running around, pulling down stuff, and they're not going to see that, and they're going to be wondering. So this show is going to be really good. It, it to me, this show is going to be an action psychological thriller, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By 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 Disney Plus standards, eh? By Disney Plus standards. But that's what that's what people are saying is that it it's quite possible that they could hint at um doing irritated hours. So this is a different conversation, but a lot of people say Disney might be going irritated or they they change up the the ratings so your your, your account. Um, all the Netflix shows are there now, so it's like, well, it's quite possible that they could start going dark with some of the material. Um, Blade coming. You know, with Blade without being it, right? Anybody can imagine a PG Blade. That <laughs> I, I really, I don't think they they're gonna think so either. So, but it's the point I'm making, right? So I don't know, but that is a different conversation. We'll see. We'll see. Right, right. Okay, so we're moving from um from from Disney Plus now. Let, let's head over to Netflix for a bit, right? So um, I will do the synopsis for Apollo Ten and a Half: A Space Age Childhood, 
Um, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on it afterwards, and then Ricardo, you could you could end things off, right? Because I know, well, well, hopefully you 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 have quite a lot to say about this, right? So, um, what this is, right? This is um, a well, the newest film from director Richard um, Linklater, right? Or Linklater, sorry, right? I say right off the bat, um, not the biggest, biggest, biggest fan of his work, though. But as far as you know, his transition from indie cinema to to more um, I don't want to say art house films, but you know, uh, critical darlings, basically, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is one of the most influential filmmakers of this generation, right? Um, you know, he and with this film here, um, he he's he's going back to um, to animation, right? Because if you remember, right. his uh, his first crack at animation was uh, Week in Life in two thousand one, which is a show that um, I enjoyed. But I have a I have a feeling like if I give it one more watch, because I haven't watched it in ages. Eh? If I give it one more watch, I would say it's a bonafide classic, right? Oh. Um, uh, particularly with the well, what, what, why I love that film, right? I don't know about you, Ricardo, but you, you could probably mention it in your review, right? Was just how dreamy it felt, right? Very psychedelic, but at the same time, it was asking all these existential questions about where, you know, where do we go from from here? You know, I mean, heaven, hell, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but but it, but it worked for me, right? As as just this experimental art piece, it totally worked, right? But I have a feeling again, if I watch it again, you know, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll probably love it a lot, right? Um, there was a Scanner Darkly, which I right. didn't care to see because I heard it was meh, you know what I mean? And yes, it's even though it's how we boy Keanu Reeves in it, I was still like, yeah. That was, that was Scanner Darkly, was in later? Yeah, he did it. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Again, I, it was slipping my mic. I was saying, yeah, it's looking a lot like Scanner Darkly. It's like not, not connected. Oh. Him. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. When it comes to like that, that, that sort of um surrealist rotoscoping style, I always okay. think Richard. I always think of him, right? Yeah, and it, it was Weekend Life and Scarlet Darkly that that um that you know clicked with me you know, when I when I when I even heard about this project. Huh? But yeah, when I came to Scarlet Darkly, I just heard that it was just man. Like I just saw bits of it. I was just like, well, I don't know. It 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 doesn't feel as you know talky as you know Weekend Life, but it just feels like it's weird for the sake of being weird and too weird right to the point of just being incomprehensible right i don't know if you saw it ricardo you could tell yeah, me yeah I, I remember i remember seeing it and kind of enjoying it um but i didn't love it love it it was but it was interesting like what you're trying to see and do um concept wise and i like, okay yeah it was fine um, right. for what it was yeah right but the, but the one show that people will also be cited when it comes to this film here is uh boyhood right which right. i remember being on the on the hype train um at the awards i'll see boy who was gonna win and then Birdman, which is the better film, won. <laughs> right. right well, yeah. But yeah, just that notion of okay, this is a slice of life film. We we basically seeing this kid grow up in front of our eyes over the course of twelve years, because yeah, the man filmed this for twelve years. So we see in um twelve years of footage basically condensed into like what a three hour film. Right. right. Uh, so still, still haven't really watched the film. I saw it once and I enjoyed it, but I feel if I watch it again, I'll be like, eh, kind of gimmicky, right? Right. But here, but here with this film here now, um, what we basically get here is this character um, is uh, well a coming of age story basically um, through the character of Stanley right, and um, I honestly think that I, I believe if I'm not mistaken that Stanley is a fictional character. I'll, I'll explain what I mean right. Yeah. Um, I feel that he is an amalgamation of different um, astronauts right, you know what I mean, and their 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 childhood and whatnot more or less cobbled together into this. Could be, could be, could be right. Or it could just be similar to the childhood that Richard well, lived, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Like, the person who they get for the voice, he's also connected to, to the space. So, do you know yes. well, Jack Black, right? Do you Jack know Jack Black? Black? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Jack Black's Burton story? 
Do you know what happened when his mother was pregnant with him? What she was doing? Uh, no. no. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was a big. She's a big like NASA engineer type. She was doing a bunch of calculations and in in the delivery room. So while something was while a big space thing was going on, look it up. Okay, like, was, okay, yeah, okay. And, and, yeah, and like the next day, Jack Black was born. They're like, oh shit, that's wow. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's already passed. Yeah. In fact, I thought when I saw Jack Black's name, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be Jack Black's story. Like it's Jack Black's story. Uh, which would have been more interesting if they did that exact same story, Burton Wise and everything. Oh, uh, like, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, I, I didn't even know Jack Black was in this until literally the end credits, though, right? When I, when yeah. I heard his voice, when I heard his voice, I was like, yeah, that voice sounded a little too familiar. Who's that? And I was like, oh, it's Jack. Okay, okay, okay. Like I, I haven't heard this guy in a long while, right? And by the way, um, this is the I think it's the second time they've worked together, Richard and um and, and Jack. Last time was off of um School of Rock, which I right, I right, really enjoyed. Right. though. I remember yeah, really yeah, yeah, enjoying that film, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. So basically, what we get is just this coming of each tale about this kid, um, from from Texas, right? And um, yeah, it's just basically him in the late sixties. Well, it starts off at sixty nine, right? So this is around the time of you know the Apollo eleven launch. Uh, but then the, the the show does something pretty interesting, which I'll get to, where it cuts to nineteen sixty eight. Now it goes back to nineteen sixty eight. Sorry, and we just basically get like this run through of how life was as a kid back in 68 and the fascination with outer space um, especially from a from a child's perspective right but it all leads into the apollo 11 launch right and what the show does um is that it frames him as you know one of the astronauts who actually was part of that famous moon landing right of course which involved um neil armstrong and stuff like that right so to jump into into the film here one time, right? So um, as far as animation goes, this is uh, every bit as you know colorful and inventive as you would expect a, 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 an animated film from Richard um, Linklater um, to be, right? Um, the rotoscoping style is not one of my favorite animation styles yeah, to see. especially when it comes to the faces, though, like this moment where you're looking at the head, like the hair. And the hair itself literally looks like they have like a cap on the head, basically. And like, you know, it, it just kind of looks like the like they literally have a hat on, right? That that's the best way I could I could describe it, right? Um But here, what 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 I will give credit for, boy, is how they really go out of their way to recreate, you know, the the, the late sixties, right? Just yeah. so much attention to detail, both interior and exterior, right? Um, you know, just the uh, oh, right down to the TV shows, right? There's a great montage where they talk about, oh, these were the shows that we watch, you know, on prime time. This is the the the, the um the shows that we watch on a Saturday morning, just like from Gilgit's Island to Hogan's Heroes, where they drop Twilight Zone. I was like, yes, of course, of course, he had a Drop Twilight Zone, still one of my top five favorite TV shows of all time, right? Love that show, right? But yeah, it literally puts you into that world, ready, and and you just you see that's the D to D's, right? When they in school, when they playing and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, the character Stanley, he has um, he's he's the youngest of like what um of 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 I believe it's five or six um children, right? Yeah. Um, so you just see the the dynamic between the two, right? How the um the music that they listen to, whether it's the monkeys or the Beatles and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So it just gives you this deep dive into the sick into the late sixties, right? But what they do very well is that they show just um um uh, both blatantly and subtly, right? 
the influence of space, the influence of what's out there, right? Um, as far as TV show, uh, shows go, they mentioned two cancel shows that were about time travel and characters being put in, like, you know, weird positions, right? Um, you know, watching oh, Alan, TV yeah. shows, right? Um, about, you know, space, right? One particular show, uh, I think it's called Destination Earth. I need to seek that that show out, right? Which basically, like, like predicted how, you know, the space race would have, would have played out, right? Um, even though it was released, like, what, in the 40s, right? In the mid-40s, I think it was, right? Um, even right now to, to music, right? And this the the psychedelic vibe of the of, of, of music back then, right? Um, especially with rock music, right? So very, very well, right? Uh well, well, you know, noted and stuff like that, right? Even like stuff that was on radio, right? It just goes so deep in, right? But then uh, it cuts back now to the to, to 69 now. And this is was a brought to the point of just being an amalgamation of different characters. Because, yeah, you're really supposed to buy into the fact that this 10-year-old kid, you know, just basically got hired by NASA. Like, like two NASA representatives basically came to school and said, oh, we saw you, you know, in this summer camp. And we think you're a great candidate. And he just goes through all the trials and whatnot, you know, and then suddenly he gets to go on the moon. Like, of course that didn't happen, right? But the way how they play it off, though, like, at first, I was wondering, like, wait, did this really happen? But I was like, wait, uh, wait, uh, come on, movie. Like, y'all, y'all not going to pull my leg like that, right? But I do love, like, near the end now where the actual launch takes place, right? And there's a perfect setup involving where the kids were, you know, being on the day when, when the launch takes place, right? So by the time he comes back home, that's all I'll say. He's he's dead tired, right? But, you know, how the, the show comes cuts back to you know him in space now on the moon sorry you know it I, I love how it you know how the show itself you know um doesn't doesn't treat the audience like if the kids so to speak right so of course he's dreaming this right he's so fascinated about space and space travel all that kind of stuff so he's imagining himself there right but i, I would admit in, in the beginning i was kind of wondering if this was really based on, on facts uh, on three events and he really was there for the trials but i was like oh gosh you're not really gonna put um a 10-year-old kid through all that hassle, right? No, right? Um, that being said, though, while, while I do praise the the, the visuals, because he has some great visuals here, um, but I would say it, it all helps if you, if you at least could stomach the, the, the rotoscoping, right? Um, ever so often, it might come off a little, you know, off, a little gimmicky at points, but it works, right? Um, and especially, like, how they just recreate certain visuals, right? Case in point, um, <laughs> There's a there's a literal interview involving a black man talking about the you know how he feels about the Apollo Eleven, and it's literally the same shot that they use in Summer of Soul. Right, it's it, literally yes. the same interview, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. In that movie, yeah, I yeah, like would you know, and I and I actually like replay that scene afterwards. I was like, yes, the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. but it does take yeah. it take a lot of like just footed stuff. Like, yeah, it's like well, yeah, 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 right. But but that being said, though, um, I'll compare this to. Quentin Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? right. The book, right? Not, not the film, right? Where it could feel really self-indulgent. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? I, I find it amusing, though, that certain directors could talk about their childhood, talk about their past, and do it in such a detailed fashion, though. Right. I, I am amazed at this trip because it literally does feel like it's both from Richard and, and Jack's perspectives, but they just go so in depth though. Like right. I don't even remember half the things that 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 happened to uh, that I you know, like I just know cliff notes from, from my experiences, you know, growing up in the in the eighties and nineties, right? But I can't go into that deep detail, that deep of a dive into how everything was back then, right? I, I you know, I, I can't do that, right? But some filmmakers could do that, right? Uh, apparently Richard could, right? But it does feel self-indulgent at times, though. 
And just like the just like the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novel, it just feels too much like a love letter to the sixties, right? Like, right. okay, sure. it's about the sixties, but we're really going to show you why the sixties were great. We're gonna talk about the music. We're gonna talk about the team. You're gonna talk about the food. We're gonna talk about every single thing imaginable about the sixties. Because you can tell they love the sixties. I get that. Y'all grew up in the sixties, but Ed, this story is supposed to be about the space race. It's supposed to be about Apollo Eleven. That you know was my mean? problem with us. I was yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, a huge chunk. The movie is about too the much of this was just I mean, oh, too much of this was that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate it, and it, it works as great context into you know um, into why you know Apollo Eleven was such a big deal, right? Because it was a big moment, right? In 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 world history, but especially in American history, right? But still, there's a huge chunk of of screen time dedicated to I love the sixties, right? And yeah, it, it just kind of made the film meander for me, Jed. You know, so. Yeah. I really wanted to love this show away, but just that huge chunk. Again, while I appreciate it, I appreciate the attention to detail, it was just a lot more. It just felt like a street away from the overall point of the film, right? So uh, I'll just say, closing, well, as a rating, as a whole, I'll give this, regardless, I'll give this a strong three and a half to a light format. I think that it is worth checking out. If you are an animation fan, you'll appreciate it. If you are a Lake Latter fan, Lake Later, Lake fan, you will enjoy this. Um, if you just love period pieces, you'll enjoy this as well too, right? And it really does work as a nice little, okay, uh, uh, um, like, like if you want to learn about the 60s, you know what I mean? This is like the perfect show to pop in and, and, and watch, right? And it's on Netflix, right? So, you know, it's it's like, the, you, know, like you don't have to worry about it, you know, making money and whatnot, right? And I think it, it makes sense for a movie like this to be on um, Netflix because I don't know how you would have marketed this thing for, for theatrical releases at all. I don't, I don't, I, I don't even think it's 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 marketable at all outside of, right. oh, it's about the time period and all that kind of stuff, right? But still, the, the, the format of it was was kind of off, especially that huge chunk. Um, the decision to have the the character be this kid who ends up being one of the astronauts is kind of hit or miss but i love how it plays out in the end so it kind of justifies that but still i mean it, it i would still say it's worth checking out right regardless of the the the, the overly love letter that you get as a uh, as a whole with this film man right so right. ricardo take away your honest thoughts on this film yes. especially how it touches on the actual event itself yeah, no, same same thing for me. I, I just thought they wasted too much time on the, the child childhood stuff. Like, yeah, we get it here in the, in the 60s. But they try to do, like, cultural context. They try to do the Forrest Gump thing, right? Well, look how yeah. terrible this thing is in the past, in the 60s. And look how they used to have pollution and a sort of churn and how unsafe it was. But, you know, it was freer. And it, it's that bullshit, right? Like, enough. Like, I see too many other shows do this and do it better um as i said jack black was a solid voice but like and the more i'm thinking about it is like yeah they should just tell jack black story like just that story of his boot about his mom when he was pregnant when she was pregnant with him uh they could have tell that story that would have been a much more interesting story and this this you know basically just a a, a big you know homage to, to childhood which is something that you get real fed up of we've seen too much of it that's the problem like it have too many filmmakers doing it um and it, it, it you get fed up it after that point but yeah um it's still fine. I, I dig it for what it was, what it was trying to do and tell. But I was ultimately like underwhelmed with it, mostly because of how long it was. Like again, they could have cut so much things from this thing, to be honest. Well, and, and the funny thing is, this movie is roughly an hour and a half. Eh? Think about but that first. I, I, I felt long. Like, it was slow. I, I, I was I was kind of like kind of drifting out of this. Like oh yeah, yeah it, it's the pacing. The pacing. Yeah. The pacing was off, especially that that chunk that I mentioned before. Yeah. 
exactly. So yeah, I mean, again, I didn't, I didn't hate it or, or think it was that bad. But I felt it had so many other things you could have done with this as it is, um, as a conceit. So it, yeah, I, I was, it was good, but I still felt you could have done do other things and other ideas with it. As it is, All right, well, well, before you get to written, right? Wait, wait. Talk about how they relate, you know, science to, you know, just the culture and just the times and all that kind of stuff. Again, it, it's it's the, the American time. It's 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 like you know, there's a lot of naivety, but at the same time, it's still well, you know, the, the idea of um the, the future that was that is lost. You know, that is the whole thing that a lot a lot of the space trees, right? They play with that a lot. Like, and they, they reference a lot of sci-fi authors, and it's like the Arthur C. Clarke stuff where he was in an interview. It's like, oh yeah, okay, that, that was. That's a big thing in the storyline, and it, it makes yeah. sense. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, by, by the way, sorry to cut you again. I was also kind of, kind of like the moment where, uh, where, where, where Stanley was trying to explain the end of 2001. 2001, right? That, that was kind of cool. That was cool. That was a cool. funny moment. Again, yeah. it was just, it was just the, the era, and people just like so forlorn with with the time, right? You know, it had a, it was a period of optimism and hope. But at the same time, and I like that it just juxtaposed that and make that point, right? But another thing I'll say with it, eh, I felt. It could have do more show than tell. It, it relied on the narration too much, and that kind of that I think held it back for me a little bit because like, agreed. Yeah, do I need to hear Jack Black say talk about this thing so much? Like, does he really need to keep talking this much about it? Like, I whatever. Um, anyway, as it is, I felt you know it's good, but I, I couldn't get myself to love this um anywhere right. near as much as other people you know seem to seem to want to love this guy. But I seen right. other people hyping it up too much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw this being hyped up too. Um, um, lastly, lastly, right? Um, what were your thoughts on the animation? You, you, you thought it yeah, worked here? Again, oh. it, look, it's, it's zero to something. I just accept it for what it is. Like, it, it don't bother me or I hate any of it or anything like that. Like, they, they do the thing, it's fine. You know, I, it don't bother me, as I say. You know, that's that what it is. Because I remember, again, I remember liking Scanner Darkness. So that's about it. Um, yeah, I, I, not much to talk about because I felt so much of it could I get cut, like, to be honest. Like, it, again, I, it's a nostalgia that I don't have. So I suppose it's for an older crowd or whatever it is. And look, I'm a big, big, big fan of the space race and, and how to do it. But the context of it was, wasn't as strong as it could have been because it just focused on a lot of child shit and a lot of stuff that, like, it's good and it's it kind of funny, but, like, at, at, it, it gets real old real fast. Um, yeah. like, like, so they made a reference to, like, a couple things. And if you ever see the movie First Man, which I loved. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. That had a, a great conceit in it, um, as it was now. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about it in that sense. Like, yeah, I get what they're trying to do. But at the same time, it, a lot of it just doesn't look and falls flat. Um, and it's mostly because, yeah, they could have cut this stuff. Like, this should have been a lot shorter, right, in my opinion. It could have been a lot shorter. In fact, it should have been a short. Like, if it was a short, it would, it would have been great. And it just focus on the actual stuff and, and see what it is. But it, they try to get it, as I say, as you say, a little too indulgent. Yeah, a little too indulgent. I didn't hate it. But they could have cut some stuff as it is. I don't know, rating uh, six out of ten. I, I, I can't say I hate it. You know, it, 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 it does its job. And I could, I could imagine somebody like really, really liking this. I'm not one of those people, though. All right, all right. Understood, understood, understood. And last but not least, sticking with Netflix now, let, let allow me to talk about the yeah, bubble. You, 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 you do this bullshit. I mean, you take the, you take the hit. Yeah, I, 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 I took it. I took it, right? I'll, it's, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah? It's, it's not a dumb reason, but I'll tell you why. All I'll say is that when I heard something like this was being made, I was thinking, is, a, is what? Who it is? It's John Avatar, right? So I was yeah. like, yeah, this, that, that, that song like, is going to be real self-indulgent. Um, but I, I, I was thinking, all right, it's not going to be that bad, and it might be funny. 
But then when you send your message, I was like, now, nah, all right, well, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's, I, 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 I will, I will share my, my what the Facebook post was, right? Well, which, which I made um, in the middle of watching the film, actually, right? But um, let me, let me get to what the film is, right? So uh, this, this was dropped on April Fools, like literally a couple of days before the time of us meeting here, right? And I, I, I should have known this was going to be bullshit from the release date, right? But um, the, the, reason, the reasoning behind me watching this now um, is, you know, the cast, right? Because, um, you know, for, for a Netflix film, you have some really, like, solid um, talent, right? You have Karen Gillan, you know what I mean? You would know her from Doctor Who, of course, the guys, the Galaxy films. Uh, Pedro Pascal's in this, right? Right. Pedro freaking Pascal, yeah, right? Mandalorian, yeah, Mandalorian, yeah, Mando, Mandalorian, right? Wood. Mando himself, yeah. Um, David um, du- um Ducondry, right? I mean, not a big oh, name, yes. no, but I mean, of course, X Files, right? Uh, Keegan Michael Key. I was curious to see, <laughs> you know, what he would he what 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 he would have brought to the table here, right? Because I uh, I don't know, like I, I don't really I, I, it's not like I follow every single thing that he does, right? But um, I haven't seen him in a film in a while, right? It's it's ironic that the last What's movie the last that I saw, I saw him in was The Predator. I, I find that so ironic that even for Okay, yeah, he was in that, yeah. I can't think of what he was in, though. Like, I... he, he, he probably wasn't something recently, yeah, but for the life of me, I just I just can't remember, right? Um, Kate McKinnon, McGill from, from, from she SL. She in this, too, yeah. Um, Leslie Mann, she in this, you know what I mean? So, so there's, there's, there's a lot of big names as well. Even Maria Bakalova from Bora 2, okay. she's okay. in this. Yeah, right. so I'm like, all right, well, well, big, well, stellar cast here, right? What's the worst that could go wrong, right? Now, before I get into what the show is about, right? As I say, what's the worst that could go wrong? Another show this remind me of, actually, this show that um, this remind me of so much, way, and I made mention of this in my um, in my Facebook post, right? Was a little film called Don't Look Up. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was yeah, the, the, the best picture Oscar nominated film, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, and I in guess. a way, boy. This is actually worse than Don't Look Up. Eh? I, I didn't even think that was possible. Okay. Right, right, right. So what, what this is about, right, in a nutshell, is about a... All right, so this... So in the world of the bubble, right, in the in the bubble of the bubble, right, there is a franchise called Cliff Beast, right? Essentially, it's supposed to be a play on Jurassic Park, but, you know, it's more like these dragon-like dinosaur creatures, right? And it's always it always involves these human adventurers who kind of run afoul of them, and, you know, they have to be one step of, ahead of them and try to stop them and before they get devoured, right? All that good stuff, right? And it's like this wildly successful franchise, right? Even though it is usually panned by critics, right? So the director of the of the series, right? Or I should say the producer of the series, he says, you know what? And oh, by the way, uh, on the on the subject of of the title, it's actually set in. Well, they don't really say exactly what year it is, right? But it's clear that it's set in twenty twenty, right? Because they talk about well, this is you know during the the height of the um of the pandemic, right? So it's clear that it's twenty twenty. Not so much twenty twenty one, right? But point is, the producer decided here's what I I I gonna make. The sixth film in this, right? Cliff Beats, Cliff, Cliff Beast Six, right? But I want to make this during the pandemic, right? And there's this joke that just fell flat, right? Well, it's basically him, uh, who is played by, um, so basically, is the director of the film. Um, he's played by Fred Armisen, right? I know I've seen him okay, before. Fred stuff, right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's a big name, right? So, yeah, yeah, you do a bunch of shit. Yeah, I know. Okay, right, okay, right. Yeah. So, Muscuzi, that's how I knew you from. Oh, right, 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 right. Him, right, yeah, yeah. 
right so basically him and the executive producer basically you know um well they decide they're gonna make this film right they're gonna make it right um this is like dumb gag involving um kate mckinnon so so she basically plays um one of the well a studio executive right so she kind of overseen everything right they talk about well you know because uh, it have moments throughout the film where it's like, you know, do we really need to do this? We should halt production for now. You know, we for the sake of our lives. But she's like, no, well, you know, Tom Cruise is making a film right now. So why we should be making ours, right? Right. I like well, well, you're referring to what Mission Impossible Six or whatever it is, right. like, yeah. But yeah. what, what, or, or, or is it, or is it to, um, Top Gun Maverick? I don't know. It, it could be one of the two, but I do think that it's it. a play on the Mission Impossible, you know, films, right? But whatever, right? So. A cast is assembled, right? And they, they, they have to to basically quarantine themselves in this hotel, right? Uh, this includes, you know, Karen Gillan, uh, who plays Carol Cobb. Uh, she she basically is an actress who just been taking a lot of shit from, you know, critics. So it'll be her career basically is in the toilet right now. So she just needs this one film to, you know, to revive her career, right? Um, we have Crystal, who is played by Iris Apatow, I assume. That's um, Judd's... Um, uh, daughter, I I assume I assume I don't know, right? Because she's she's very young, right? And she's this TikTok superstar, so she just there basically for for you know for, to get people to watch the film. Basically, that's what it is, right? Um, uh, Pedro Pascal, he plays theater. He is a veteran actor, so he he's he's a first timer to this franchise here. Uh, we have Leslie and well, sorry, Leslie Mann and uh, David um the uh, who uh well basically they they were. They are a couple, basically, right? But they, they separated because of reasons, because some adopted kid, but they work at the film together, and throughout the film, you're kind of wanting them to go get hooked back up together and whatnot. Uh, even Keegan-Michael Key is there. He's an actor in this film as well, too, right? So essentially what it is, this is a bunch of actors in this hotel, right? They're just there quarantining. I think they're there for like about a two weeks forever, and you have this really like painfully unfunny montage involving how they're dealing with the pandemic, right? The yeah. boredom. Oh, we're gonna binge shows, and you know we're gonna watch adult entertainment on our laptops and blah 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 because that's what real people was doing during the pandemic, right? So it's funny when you see actors do it, right? It's not yep. funny, right? Crickets, yeah, right? Move it on. And while all this is going on now, they, they 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 actually show you the production of of of, of Cliff Beats um, Cliff Beast Six, right? And as you'd expect, it's like it's it's intentionally meant to look like it's a bad film, like like Dazzy right. joke, like yeah. oh the dialogue is trash, and there's this um this subplot involving um David's character who was writing for the show, but he being pressured to, to, to add all these shitty lines. He's like, no, I want to write this film my own way because I want to redeem myself as an actor and a screenwriter and blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, his, his ex-wife, you know, who could be his wife again or whatever, kind of treated as like, oh, you know, this is just your ego and all that kind of stuff, right? right. So all that oh, yeah, tension, yeah, all that kind of this shit. Song, this, song, this song incredibly self-indulgent and terrible. It, oh, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 right? So... And of course, the production just goes to shit because ever so often somebody will will end up getting sick with COVID, right? And some other shenanigans would happen. And then later on, they they they, they kind of have this distrust to the director, and they think that you know he is this you know some 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 sort of dictator, or whatever. Um, so Karen, well, she's the one who actually kind of goes with that narrative, right? Yeah, she wants to leave this this thing. She wants to leave this um the shooter soon as right. But the way how they frame it is almost like oh, you can't leave because you have all all these you have the security system there right and one particular character i'm not gonna say who but it's a kind of spoiler um actually gets shot and you know like the, the her, her hand gets blown off right yes her hand right that's all i'll say right 
And so it's like, oh my god, what do we do, right? And then they, they like in the third act, literally, they, they, they hatch this plan basically to escape this, um, this, this production. And I'll stop here, right? So as I said, that you know, do look up is actually better than this though. Why, why I see that though is that do look up actually had, uh, a plausible premise, right? Which is, right. you know, this, this, this. At least you can accept, you can accept the conceit of the premise. So I just see it like exactly, that. exactly, right. and how people respond to that, right? Like it makes sense. Oh, people are not gonna take it seriously. You know, the president's not gonna take it seriously. People are not gonna take it seriously. And then when it becomes a thing, let's hashtag about, right? So they were they were making some good points, right? And it felt logical, right? Even though the jokes fell flat here, right? Here, what they try to do, they, they really try to go for this kind of weird mix of, oh, we're being satirical, but we're also trying to throw slapstick humor. We're also trying to throw, like, you know, this crass 2000s-esque humor as well, too, right? Yeah. So characters will just be like, fuck you, I'm, I'm done with this set, fuck everybody, all that kind of stuff, right? That That's what they're trying to go for, right? Like, people being pressured, but the reasons why they're being pressured don't make any sense to me. So, right. case in point, you have... Um, this this um this this character this this British actor right but he he has uh, Pakistani roots actually right and oh, he, he, he yeah I, I know I saw him I think he was in Army of Thieves right that that one show I think I was the only person who watched it and reviewed it but yeah right so he going off who, like who you thinking about right? what is that um Gus Khan that's his name Gus Khan uh yeah okay I know you right right right. And the, the, the joke is that, you know, he just can't accept the fact that he's in this place. And, you know, everybody's telling him, you know, you need to be calm. And he's like, no, I can't be calm because everybody's around me getting COVID and I could die and all that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, he flips out and leaves, right? And that's a joke. The way how he walks and he's cussing, that's a yeah. joke. That uh, Miguel Mar- Maria Bakalova, she's his hotel clerk, right? And there's this thing involving her actually liking Pedro Pascal. I don't blame her, right? But even him himself, Pedro's character, right? He talk about well, you know, like he just want to hit, he, he just want to smash somebody. He just want to, he just want to have sex. That that that's the gag. He wants to have sex, right? And it goes as far as literally him taking drugs, right? And him imagining, picture this, right? You know those 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 um that 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 kind of virtual uh home equipment thing. You know, it usually has like this female avatar who kind of talks to you and tells you what you want to do. Right. Okay. They doing that. Yeah. That 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 that's what they do. So so he's so oh. high off his mind now, he he literally tries to have sex with an avatar. Oh, sure. From from from, from 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 my equipment system. Oh, they really do not. <laughs> this, this, this is how low by high side barrel here. Yeah, yeah. this creepy barrel here, right? And it goes even deeper. Yeah. Karen, right? Who who plays Karen, right? Love Karen Gillan, right? But yeah. here she's just totally wasted, boy. So you're trying to paint like, oh, you know, um, actors. Well, one thing, like like actors, you know, are in there, you know, like they, they try, really try hard to say, you know, try to show that actors live these great lives and we you know we all envy them, right? So when we were all home suffering because of, of COVID, they were probably living it up, right? But then they want to show she like, oh, she she this in this hotel room and she doesn't want she doesn't know what to do. She's going out of her mind, you know what I mean? She's trying to pleasure herself at some point and all that kind of stuff, right? To the point that literally there's she she ends up hooking up with this um this football player or assumingly a football player or whatnot, right? And the joke is, well, you know, yeah, you know, uh, actors are like real people too because they have desires and urges just like everybody else. Like, motherfucker, we know that. So what what you're trying to tell me with this, right? What you're trying to tell me, right? Oh, and and also side gag as well too. Uh, also. 
you know, her, her, her boyfriend just broke up with her, right? And then, you know, he actually brought his new girlfriend over at her place and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh my God, what do I do? So she want to get back at him and it, it just goes nowhere. This, it know, just this, goes this, nowhere. You know, this kind of reminds me of it. You know, remember when um, Joss Whedon made a bunch of, uh, made a movie with a bunch of actors. I think much about, do about nothing. That is what feel like. Oh, I, I haven't is, seen about her. It was trash, though. Terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely terrible. But like, you get is that that kind of nonsense like well they 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 make a movie about covid about covid during covid it's a similar conceit because i think he couldn't he wasn't licensed to make the movie and he secretly do it anyway is is that like that's what coming across like me is this is again sadly self-indulgent filmmaker with self-indulgent filmmaker friends do anything like look i like John yeah, Arthur, yeah, right? yeah. funny guy you know good filmmaker all things considered but yeah you could stop like yeah, 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 really and truly, he didn't need to do this, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So as far as the jokes, boy, I would say nearly all of them fell flat. All, nearly all of them fell flat. Right? There's a couple of moments where I chuckled. There's a couple, couple of cameos, and I'm gonna see who. It's like, okay, you in this? I right, cool. <laughs> right, the Netflix money. I right, cool. I right, right, cool. And he yeah, actually made for some some interesting side gags, right? But the the majority of it just relied so much on crass humor. Not seeing that I hate crass humor, right? And some you know Puritan or whatever like that, right? And not seeing that, right? But in the context of the show, it just doesn't work. Like like imagine this, right? You're taking act, you're taking actors who are playing actors, right? Who supposed you're supposed to be siding for, and you know you're laughing at the hijinks or whatnot, right? And when it's not about the film, I'll talk about that. When it's not about the film, you're finding a whole bunch of things to do. And the joke is, well, you know, it's how we all had to try to cope. You know what I mean? Yeah. During COVID, right? We had to take drugs. You know what I mean? We had Wait, to look this, at, this... at movies and, you know, media and porn. And that's the joke. Like, oh gosh, it's just, stu- it's basically stuff that we've, we we pretty much, in, in some way, shape or form, all had to do and deal with in, 19, uh, in 2020 and 2021 now. But the joke is, it's Hollywood actors doing this, man. So it's funny because they're doing the same thing that we were doing. Ha, they binge on Netflix. Ha, they, 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 um, you know, they, they looking for this and that to do. Ha, isn't that funny? No, it's not. Okay. It's not funny. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't this, understand what's funny, this, right? This, this is looking like the film equivalent of, um, when, when, remember, Gal Gadot had imagined and then all of them was singing that bullshit. And everybody oh, started, oh my God. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was bullshit. one of the cringiest moments of 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, bad, it's something right? like that. Yeah. So, so couple, like yeah. so, so couple, yeah. So, a couple yeah, things before before you get to read it, right? Um, because I, I, I just skin more and more pissed off talking about this, right? So yeah, nearly all the jokes fall flat. Though I, I would say, I will say that the the the, the performances of the actors in this show, boy, they try, they really, really, really try, boy. But there was just little to nothing for them to do. It was just all these dumb, crass, you know, attempts at humor that just don't work. They just sound, they just come off way too juvenile and not. And not as intelligent as you'd expect from a man like Judd Apatow, right? Because even yeah. when he does crash humor, I mean, look at the forty-year-old virgin, right? There was yeah. like intelligence, and there was like genuine it, heart it, it to had, that right. film, right? It, it, it had a good logic to it. Like, yeah, it's not humor. A uh, humor, sorry, humor can be random, however it is. But even even supposed absurdist or random humor has a kind of innate logic to it that you have to like follow now. But when it, it have some people who just think random is random now, uh, no, exactly, to, yeah, have yeah, talent. It had to have effort to it. That's right, that's right. And I know there will be people, right? Especially like if you're fans of certain characters, like, oh, you want to see Pedro Pascal be funny, right? You want to see him try to right. have sex with an avatar. It, it, it just doesn't work, right? But I know for some people, they'll just laugh at the fact that, oh, it's Pedro and it's David and it's Karen being idiots, right? 
but that's the problem. They're being idiots in this show for no reason, right? And then to talk about the show itself, right? Like like Cliff B6, right? Now, I get the joke, right? I, I get that it's supposed to be a bad film, right? But, you know, you would think for something like this, it would have been like, say, something like the, the Office, right? Where it's about a documentary about the making of the film, right? It's even to the point that you literally have a character walking with a camera filming footage for a documentary. And every time they come to him and he mentions some kind of question about COVID and regulations, you always tell him, fuck off, right? That's right. a joke. Every time he wants to know what's going on, they tell him to fuck off, right? But then afterwards, somebody will get sick. And that's a joke. Ha, they get COVID. And now they're flipping out. Ah, what do we do, right? But the film could have just simply be, oh, we're just trying to make a really terrible film during COVID. And let's see the pressures of it. Because that's why I went into this film wanting to see, right. kind of just wanted to see some sort of insight or some sort of humorous take on how it really was to make big budget films or in this case, kind of, you know, small budget, I would say, film, right? During it to, um, in, in 2020. Like, that would have just, that, that is a, a brilliant premise right there. Yep. Um, for a, a, a short or a sketch, right? A short but or a sketch. It, yeah, this runs for two well, Speaking of that, right? So, yeah, they just had a, I mean, even SNL, even though that, I, I, again, tired of the whole rap in juxtaposition for normal things in life. SNL are like Zach bitter about this fucking shit, you know, the whole things being too longer than they need to be. Like, there's a little problem right. I noticed, right? I'm noticing, like, I don't know when they start, but like stuff way longer than they should be, right? Like That uh, is the most ironic thing I've ever heard, that SNL bring that to light. Yeah, well, that's true. They made fun of the fact that when, when Pete made his movie, it was way too long, too. Um, he, the King of Saturday oh, Island. Oh, the King of Saturday Island. Right. right. Yeah, they, they even made fun of that. Like, yeah, it's it's still though. But like, it was, it was long, but there was there was a lot of heart to it. Though there, there was still characters that you care about, you know. You, even even Pete, even though you might like him from just being this this loser, but you know, in the right. film, in the film. But yeah, I mean, still right. But yeah, it, it this, this film is 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 two hours and six minutes, Dread. That is ridiculous. No that reason happens. for this movie to be so long, Dread. Or oh, just basically telling this joke over and over and over. Actors are real people too, and yeah. it's funny how they had to deal with COVID, but they dealing with it in a worse way because they assume that they're better off than us, oh, but oh, you know, the mentally people, they're so worse people. off, right? Oh, that's a joke. Oh, oh, rich people. Oh no, I'm so sorry. That, yeah, that that's a joke, it's right? That's, yeah, that that's a joke. Rich people, you know, have have a have a have a have much more difficulty to deal with the real world than us. That's a joke. Being hit over our head. Over and over and over, and they couldn't even come with a proper premise, right? Right, right down to the tone. That, with... that sounds so tone deaf. Like it doesn't surprise me that Jarrah Patel did it because it's his <laughs> style, you know. Is he have a yeah. tone deaf style? You understand? So, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. E- even right down to the show, more or less, di- um, disconnecting itself from. Oh, we're gonna make fun of the fact that we're making a bad movie in COVID times. To oh, I need to get out of this of this set now because you know the director assumedly is gone crazy, which which he doesn't actually. It's just one person, right? That's Karen's character. Literally one person telling herself, "I can't deal with this. This is too much for me." You know what I mean? And you know, it's it's just temper tantrums. That's all it is. I I can't deal with this. I need to get back to my normal life. I can't deal with it, man. I'm an actress. Ah, that's a joke, right? But she go off with it so much now that she gets so many other people involved, including the person who got she hand shut off. That's all I would say to basically flee the scene. And and in this really like god awful scene, literally is them trying to escape. So basically, think the great escape, but just with dumb actors who 
work in that dumb film, right? And that's right. that's the end of the film, right? So yeah, uh, 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 but uh, I get a headache talking about this film right now. Uh, this was a this was a train wreck, though. You know, I I was bored, but at the same time, while whilst being bored, I was just angry throughout all this, mainly because of the talent. You could see just this wasted talent, wasted talent. Everybody in this film could have could have could have been in a much better comedy thread and. Again, you could say, well, it's all about social satire and all that kind of stuff, man. I've seen social satire done much better than this, much more impactful than this. Telling me, oh, rich people don't know how to re- deal with real life, especially during COVID. What does that have to, what does that, what does that tell me? What does that tell you, right? Sorry. So rating wise, this gets a one out of five, but of course it yeah. sucked. It's easy one of the worst things I've seen for the year. For all I know, this might end up being number one as far as worst movies of the year go by. The, the funny thing is not so much that it, it, it comes from Netflix, because eh? Netflix has put out trash in the past, eh? is that it has such an, is the ensemble cast, right? you know? I know a lot of people get to jump into this because of the cast, right? You know, again, going off of like what we saw, I think because, I think the reason why something like this exists is because of Don't Look Up. Because that right. show just had such like E-list actors in this. Uh, I should you get away with bullshit, yeah. I get away with that, no. You take yeah. it uh, and get nominated for Oscars now. You think, all right, well, this can be that that high caliber, you know, level, you know, storytelling and filmmaking and humor, right? And you get none of that. They, they even need the direction all felt inspired and all to it. It was just blah. It was just been there, done that, not really anything special. The jokes they make about the behind the scenes stuff, I forgot to mention, with the green, se- uh, green screen stuff. None of it was funny. Oh, we you know we 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 we're fighting, you know, CG, you know, dinosaur dragon thingies. That's funny. No, it isn't, right? They getting high off of drugs and they puking on set. That's not funny. Oh, somebody got sick and you know we all think it's it's COVID. That's not funny. None of the show is funny. Don't even waste your time with this, boy. Easy one of the worst things I've seen this year. Easy one of the worst wow. things Netflix have put. Uh, wow. Even right now, listen to him, guys. Listen to him, burn it. Yeah. A last thing I'll see. Last thing I'll see. I would quicker rewatch to look up. What is wow? Than watch this movie again. Yeah, that, that, just so I could see, just so I could see what I miss out in that movie, and what was it about that particular movie that made it that 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 earned this nomination for best picture? Maybe I missed something here. I don't think I did. I really don't think I did. But I would quicker watch over Do Look Up just to see if there was something in that movie that I missed, or maybe I just was you know, um, in, in a wrong seat of mind when I watched it the first time. I mean, if I watch it again, I'll appreciate it just a smidge more. But I'll quicker right. do that than watch this shit again, Jen. So, yeah, right. versus bubble, waste of time, forget this shit. So, yeah, guys, I I, I, I save all the, 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 the hardship and torture of watching this movie, boy. but my God, God boy, damn. They, they waste such a, a talented cast, boy. That's, yeah, that yeah. to me is the greatest thing in this movie, eh, is the cast, boy. Yeah. How, how their talents were wasted by Lord, by anyway. So, with all that being said, uh, Asha, where can people find you online? Yo, you can find me on Instagram at Ashziz, A S H Z I E S. Chances are, if I don't know you, I would not add you anyway, but that's where you can find me. Find me on YouTube at The Unquestionable Nerd. My channel is basically a dead channel. Uh, I, I'm not having any time to do anything, but I mean, you could still go like and subscribe. Why not, right? Might as well flex your finger muscles. And thirdly, you can find me on BBMB. Anytime you see Matthew tag me on uh, anything. There you go, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. So on the subject of, of your channel, take it from me, KISS, keep it simple, stupid. 
no set of no set of theatrics, no set of over over the top editing. Just keep it simple, right? So that that's just my advice to you, Ashen, and and to those who you know considering you know doing their own you know YouTube channel of you know and whatnot, right? Uh, Ricardo, where can people find you online? Ah, uh, Basat R D Y on Twitter. You can just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You'll find me there. All right. Uh, in the description to this uh, podcast here, you will find the link tree link. On there, you will find my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube um, links to those. Uh, on the YouTube and the Facebook, you will find excerpts from this episode, along with other episodes of BBB Radio, uh, your uh, retrospect reviews as well, and BSB and Bailey. Uh, and stuff to look forward to in this April, boy. Um, well, I see our Black Lady sketch show is, is, is starting back very soon, okay. so right, yeah. looking forward for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do tree, hope right? that, yeah. that yes, yeah. he's a tree. I, I do hope that um, Abbott Elementary ends because I haven't started watching it, but I hear a lot of great things about it. Yeah, I just yeah, want to bitch it through and just slap my asshole. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean ends? When you say ends, you mean the season not, comes not. to the end. The season, the season, the season. I, oh, I want to wait till it ends and that's right. I love tree. Abbott Elementary, so I kind of get concerned no. there. Dude, I, I just want to spend a half day just laughing at that children. That, that, Bro, that's what we do for this, a half day. I remember following that that girl, the main, the main character of the yeah, show, Quinta I remember Quinta. following her. Yeah, Quinta Brunson, yeah. following her career from since she was on BuzzFeed. You know, when BuzzFeed used to be good before they turned into ugh. But yeah, and she was always one of the most talented people on that channel, boy. And I always remember that she always stood out to me. And funny, you should mention, mention Abbott Elementary. I'm, I'm, I was waiting for the show to end to recommend that and the next show to you guys now. Uh, might as well oh, recommend. I, I don't do that last year, so. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah, like I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricardo, what's your first one to, 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 um, to, to bring it up on the show here? Yeah, I just recently discovered it um, on my little Android box there. But a next show that I'm watching that is going freaking amazing is a show called From. If you guys haven't watched that shit, that's something else. From. Why yeah. does that sound familiar? Um, what 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 station? Sorry, what um platform? I think it's like epics or something, but bro, when I tell you, like if you're looking for a good horror mystery to sit on and watch, that yeah, is it. Bro. I don't mind. That okay, is okay. From. And um, I don't know if you know this guy, but I don't know if I ever asked this question. Have you ever seen Oz? Yeah, the show, yeah, Oz, yeah. Right. So seen, seen some episodes that that sure, yeah. I used to watch back in the days, yeah. yeah I but the main character, who is the guy in the wheelchair, the Rastaman the wheelchair. He is the actor in this show from. Yeah. Right. It's damn right. good, boy. Your fellas, I'm going to tell you, the first episode, wait, wait, a little girl disemboweled and they show it. God damn. They show Jeez. the body, they show how the body get, yo, real. When I tell you, graphic, real graphic. In the, in the way they stage the bodies after mm. what would be the killing portions of the show. And they show somebody killings her. Uh, oh, yo, the show is sick. And I don't like horrors. I recommend it highly. From all right, uh, you you you've piqued my interest. Actually, I, I I will I will make the effort to check it out. Right. And lastly, as far as movies go, um, we have three shows that I do hope that we get to see in theaters. I see the posters show up on our site. Um, the Lost City. Hey, and some shockingly great things about that show. Right. Like okay. I I I. Oh, I automatically was going to write off because of um, Sandra Bullock. Not so much her, sorry, um, Channing Tatum. No offense. But uh, people see it real good. So I'm like, well, okay, okay. Um, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That That's what no, I really I need to see before. that fucking movie so bad. Movie. I don't need to see anything else. Yeah, you, 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 know, you, know what, you know what I was about, um, Ricardo, right? 
That that all right. That that's the Nicolas Cage where he played himself. That's right, right. Oh yeah, that okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Right. I know you're talking. Yeah. Also, getting a lot of um, praise as well too. Since since um, I think it came out already, but yeah, <laughs> get a lot of praise too. And um, lastly, by the Northman. That, that is what I really right. really excited yeah, this, for. This is pretty hype for. Yeah. Yeah. As when you have men like Alf- yeah, when you have men like Alfonso Coran coming and saying he loved every frame of that movie. I heard. I heard. I heard something yeah. about it that it, it it get it get held back or something involved in production. I'm not sure. Anyway, you mean, you mean what, but no, it's done, you know, it's, it's just sweet if it to, to be released. Right, but I heard something, some piece of news about it. Well, uh, it'll, come, it'll come to me. But yeah, yeah, the Northman are pretty hype. Yeah, that, that, that trailer alone sold me. The fact that it's Robert Eggers sold me. Yeah, Eggers, uh, I mean, we've been loving this stuff since The Witch. So, yeah, really, really excited to see as well. I do hope that we get to see all three of those in theaters. And of course, you know, we will be there. We will check them out. We will we will brave the storm to, to, to see all three if they, if they do come out. Of course, you know, uh, hopefully we will provide some, you know, solid reviews of those, right? And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever you're listening to this. This was Match Bailey and Ashley Menzies. Thanks for coming through. Peace out. Ricardo Medina, thanks again for coming through. And this is Machi Bailey, and of course, this has been another episode of BBB Radio. So, till the next one, take care, stay safe in and out. Peace. <laughs>